check one. There we go. There we go. Yeah, you're talking about Bruce Willis has kind of gone down. Uh, Nicholas Cage. Who else from that '90s era has kind of uh, taken a little bit of a tumble as of late? As of late, well, Mel Gibson hasn't been in the scene for well, a while. Well, yeah, yeah, he's been crazy for a long time. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of all the all the big ones. So him, Nicholas Cage, maybe wasn't shocking because of the. I know you love it. I love it as well. But like the absurdness of like Face Off and those really hyped up '90s movies. Yeah, but. It just seemed like all of a sudden he was like discarded to like low level, <laughs> straight to Netflix type movies. And then there's like, and then there's these like hidden gems. He's in like Mandy. That, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. trippy. Like that one, that was great. Uh, and then the newest one, he we looked. Did. did we look it up one night? Yeah. Like his dime because you're right. It was like shit, 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 shit. Oh, that's right. That was good. Shit, shit, shit. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Shit, 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 shit. And then, like, probably more now, the stuff that he's putting out is, like, straight to Netflix. But some of those, like, like Mandy was good. The Willy's Wonderland, that was good. Oh, I, I really that enjoyed one. that. It's basically Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, the movie we've been asking for, for that <laughs> for that video game to be made, that someone was like, if they're not going to do it, we're going to do it. We're called Willy's Wonderland to the Freddy Fazbear's. And, that, and, like, the music's creepy. And it was great. And he has one line, and he just screams, and that's it. He just, oh, <laughs> you're done. That's the only words <laughs> he says the entire movie. And then, like we were discussing literally before we went live on the air, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Now, I guess he's back with Die Hard Batteries in a big way, because that ad is, <laughs> I see it all the time. I see it constantly. That's the first I've seen of it. That's I, like that's sad. Like that's all he gets to do now. Is just... Yeah, because there was like the everybody kind of freaked out about it. There was the movie they filmed here at the uh, what's the farthest casino? Uh, Treasure. The Silver Slipper. Oh, I always forget about that. They one. did uh, a movie that was mainly shot there. It was Bruce Willis, and I want to say, I want to say it's the dude Zach from Saved by the Bell. That guy plays, like, the good guy in the movie. And Bruce Willis is the gangster or whatever. Anyway, they filmed it here at the Silver Slipper and partly in Gulfport Harbor. And I, it, <laughs> the movie came on Netflix and I, <laughs> I turned it on. And sure enough, like, in the opening two minutes, the boat launch right at the <laughs> foot of the harbor. And there, here comes Zach off the beach talking to some criminal type dudes. And you're like, wow, they're actually in Gulfport. And then, then the very next scene, I think it cut to Bruce Willis and you could tell you're like, Oh, that is the silver slipper. And then that was like, all right, this movie's shit. I'm going to turn this off and watch <laughs> Ghostbusters for the 99th time or something. Watch Ghostbusters for the ninth. That's new with RoboCop. <laughs> Just, this is put on all faithful. I know that there's a William Defoe movie. Uh, so I would say William Willem Defoe. Movie. Yeah, Willem Willem. There's a Willem movie uh, that they were filming at the Nugget last summer. Uh, Go or Biloxi or like Charles. Biloxi. Okay. Because uh, one of the guys Jesse who uh, does like probably like the AV people. Um, he's like, man, it was cool, but I hated. It. I go, what do you mean? What you hate? And he's like, the producer doesn't understand that our system is old he's like it's not like digital he's like i have to go to a switchboard yeah it's not like vegas yeah and i have to pull phase faders down yeah yeah for the for the the speakers on the floor he's like so he's going and they have to have just enough background music where it's okay but if it's too much they get the copyright yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so he has to go through 
and they're filming and doing like test runs. He's like, I need you to turn it up. He's like, yeah. He goes through and he's like, he's like, I have to pull cables and reroute because I have to have the casino floor for certain areas. Still has to be like it's the floor for. Yeah, yeah. He's like, so those. So I'm pulling switches and knobs. He's like, and I have quarter inch cables. I'm like, it's a switchboard. You're literally running an old switchboard. That's yeah. what that's what our stuff runs on. He's like, I got everything rerouted. It's like we were talking about. And then give me Oakcrest five two nine, please, operator. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's got. I got to do all that and then go back. He's like, how's that sound? Uh, a little less. And he's got. And he's like, he said he spent like an hour and a half just going back and forth to that board, yeah, just yeah. pulling stuff down to where it's like it's now appropriate for them to have. Filming for the movie. 30 minutes goes by. All right, we're done. Is that you kidding me? Hour and a half to do like 30 minutes and they're done. Like, just get that opening yeah, shot. Yeah, and that, that one shot's done. They're like, yeah. okay, moving on. Yeah. Actually, and, and I, I saw it in the news recently, Robert De Niro is in Mobile right now filming. So hopefully there's another good movie going to come out maybe in a year or so. That'll be Robert Redford. And I guess you have to look around to see where they filmed it in Mobile. Maybe once it's Oyster House right now, the original Oyster House, once yeah, it was yeah. in downtown. <laughs> we're off, we're off, uh, what's that main strip in Mobile that sucks? Dolphin? Yeah, Dolphin, Dolphin Street. Street. Yeah. It's, it used to be good. It used to have good gigs, lots of people, but then I don't, I don't know, then I think the whole pandemic thing just put a nail in that coffin and, you know, now they're just probably doing that, like offering big incentives to come film. You know, it's like, do you not want to go to New Orleans? You don't want to get stabbed? Come over to Mobile. It looks exactly the same way, and it's safer. <laughs> yeah, I went there the other day uh, to go eat lunch with a friend of mine, and the crazy bit was just like, I'm, I haven't been there in over a year and a half. I'm just driving through. I was like, oh, my God, this looks just like New Orleans. And I'm like, but it's clean. Yeah. Like, this is this is nice. Cleaner. Yeah. Not perfectly safe or perfectly clean, but definitely cleaner and safer, safer than New Orleans for sure. Um, so that's we're brought to you today by the Mississippi Film Commission. If you want a big tax break, you know, come on down here and film with us. Yeah. I can tell you who we're not sponsored by. We are not sponsored by AT&T because that is exactly why we were not live last week. Because AT&T, granted, in parentheses, in our area... Maybe they're great where you live, but here they suck. They are terrible. Um, I told Jared, I was like, yeah, I'm finally switching over to the good internet. I got to do the whole thing where you got to call AT&T. I called them, and of course, they're like, oh, but we, I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, it's too late. Oh, it was two years ago when my speed started going down, and I'm still paying $80 a month. And uh, so they set it up, and then the lady called me back a couple of days later. This is all like... I shit you not, within a five-minute period, she calls, just making sure, you know, confirming that we're disconnecting on the first. I was like, yep. She's like, but can we offer you a $100 gift card and a better... I'm like, no, it's, it's... I want you to proceed. And I shit you not, Jarrett was here. I got off the phone with that lady, came back inside, and the internet was out. And w- remained out for three or four hours. It was a while. Yeah. Um, and I just thought it was funny that they're just like, oh, please, no, we want to keep your business and blah, blah, blah. And then literally a minute later, like, nope, no podcast for you. No, nothing <laughs> ruined our Thursday. So that's why we did not see you guys last week, because AT&T sucks. Now we are uplifted by Sparklight with the multi mega gamer package, whatever I bought. It's <laughs> dope. We checked our speeds earlier. We are hot rodding through the little neighborhood that i live in no there's no drop frames here tonight no you should see 
not that you really probably ever really had a problem with it, but yeah, you should see nothing but smooth sailing tonight, especially on uh, the upload side of things. Oh yeah, and then uh, we got Charlie. We got some house. people got, in the chat. We got Charlie says evening gents. We got Mike Malone. Welcome back. Just here till my students show up. Just leave them locked out. That's right. You know, I'll have, have them practice paradiddles for an hour. Yeah. Um, we got my boy Frank. Greetings from New Jersey. What's up, Frank? Dave Drake. Good evening, guys. Look at the wizard in. Uh, Mike Malone said, Willie's Wonderland was pretty weird. I loved it. Um, I also love weird movies. Psycho Gorman's on my list next. <laughs> yes. You do like weird stuff. I do. <laughs> I have a whole other tangent about that. Uh, some, some weird Japanese stuff I watched earlier this week as well. Uh, David Huckstep. What's up, gentlemen? What's up, David? Um, Dave Drake uh, goes, and Jesse would certainly know how old every system on that property is. <laughs> yes, he would, because he, he has to deal with everything, doing the AV. That's all the speakers. Uh, that's all the TVs and stuff, too. I would hate to deal with that. Um, we got Mike Garduno. 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 I love it. Um, good evening from your favorite neighborhood, Stick Spinner. Favorite? I love it. Favorite neighborhood, Stick Spinner. What's up, man? Nice to see you guys this evening all the way from Boulder, Colorado. Nice. Hanging out. Thank you. We appreciate it. I don't think anyone talks about that from Boulder. <laughs> Boulder, Colorado. Nah, you're, you're, it's too. You need to two, go about two. a couple of hours east, east to get to, yeah, to get yeah. that. And, of course, the bespoke drummer himself Hello, Joshua Breslow packing up the U-Haul for the St. Louis drum show this weekend I'm very excited awesome I saw that he has a new bass drum painted head uh, this past week with some birds and stuff on it which looks very cool and he's getting ready for that show he sent me some photos asked me what I thought uh, of his of his setup for the show I'm excited to see how he does I saw he made some t-shirts too yeah 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 so I'm, I'm excited that's cool man I'm, I'm excited for him uh, it seems like you know it's starting to pick up and pick up and pick up, and he had to, uh, uh, right. He did really well at the at the last show. I believe so. If I'm not, if we're, if we're not mistaken, uh, I try to remember things nowadays. It just doesn't work out so much. Things still are so weird and crazy here. Um, like I was telling you, I was like, ah, I fully expected to see you on Sunday, and you just were like, no, I was feeling tired, I couldn't do it. No, and uh, it was Jeff asked, and uh, some I, I can't remember. I want to feel. I feel like some other drummer was there. Um, other than Jeff, probably not because Brennan does not count. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he detuned my Tom so bad, beating on it, probably doing that stupid stick twirl thing. No, that thing where, you know, where he grabs two sticks, but he's not splitting them. He's just holding two sticks. You ever seen him do that? He'll no. do that on like anything with like a Caribbean beat or even slight Latin. He grabs two sticks and he doesn't split them. Like not that he's on a vibraphone or anything, but like yeah. that, but he just holds Two sticks and does it's so weird. I think the, he's watched Steve Gadd do that, but <laughs> Steve Gadd splits. Steve them. actually is doing something. Yeah, yeah he he's just like, no, I got two sticks, right? No, check it, check it, check it, check it, check it, check it. No, Brendan, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Proud of him for for I guess maybe trying. I don't know. It's probably giving him too much credit for. I yell at him now. I'm like, if you if I come back to this drum set and my sticks are all mixed up, all six seven pair that are in that bag, and it's like. This one, that, I'm, I'm going to kill you. He's like, all right, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Just don't twirl the sticks. Or yeah. if you're going to do it, catch it. Yeah. That's why I don't do it, because I'm going to miss it, and I'm not going to catch the stupid thing. Go pr- practice that. Go home and practice twirling <laughs> sticks before you come to the gig and do it. Oh, my God. Um, That's it, though, for, uh, for all the boys in, in the chat tonight. Uh, I mean, actually, um, I got to see Mike's brother, Scott Anderson, 
uh, plays drums. He was at that gig the, the last, not last week, but uh, the week before when you got your shot, when I went to that gig, um, he was there. And I finally got to hear, it's been so long since I've heard the Midtown out front. Um, the juke doesn't count, like in a bigger room. And yeah. he played it. And I was like, oh, I can go out front and listen to it. Sounded so good. I always forget that that kid, pretty much anywhere you take it. And he's like, I love this little kid. I'm like, yeah, it's like two bags, bro. Straight in. I, I, there's, there's moments where I'm at the house. And I'm like, I miss that having that little kid. I was like, but you know what the cool thing about it is? It's cheap enough that I could always buy another one. But you have a Catalina Club. It's the same. I mean, it's not the same sizes, but it's the same thing. I don't have a Catalina Club anymore. Remember, Hughes got that now. I can't see. The, I can't the, even keep up with the trades at this the, point. The, he got the Catalina Club back. Yeah. After you got it back, back. Yeah, he has the he has the club now. <laughs> How many he, times has that gone? Because no, I remember, so it was the broadcaster. Then he got the broadcaster. Then I got the Catalina from him. Then I had that, and then I he bought it back from me for something. I cannot remember. I think it was just straight up money. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just straight up. Yeah, because it was just straight up money. So you don't have a Catalina Club right now. Mm, I have a Catalina Maple that's cut down. No, I mean no. Well, but the, you do have the Bob kit. I have the that I just finished finally. Yeah. I have that now. That uh, that Maple Poplar Maple. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three ply. You should have brought it. I should have, but I didn't. See, and the drum. The drum spot is empty. And I, and I Can you see it in your camera? Yeah, the drum here. spot is empty behind you, um, even though I didn't do anything today but vacuum and screw around. Because I figured there'd be a kit there. I was like, nah, I'd be able to move a bunch of stuff. Nope. Again, the the kit has gone out for gigs, and then it sat, <laughs> it sat on that couch since whatever Sunday. Would have been the last time. And, it will, and I'm off this weekend. Um, so it probably won't get moved again unless I just practice tomorrow during the day or Saturday during the day. That would have been great because I work Sunday five to one. I was like, well, you know what? It would have if I would have brought it. You could have brought it out on Sunday and given her. A, a, that would have been perfect. Yep, I goofed up. It's all right. There'll be there will be. There's, there's always next time. Yes, there will be plenty of time. Um, so anyway, moving on with the show. Glad everybody's here as usual. So like I said, AT&T sucks. That's why we were not here last week, um, but we are here, and hopefully with no other. Well, it's not going to be the internet because the, the internet is awesome. Yeah. Um, even after the speed test, so I'm not worried about that. So we should have no issues, but it seems like this is the year of like, hey. Here's one more issue, bro. How yeah. do you like that one? Oh, you finished that one? More. Boom. So we will see how things go. Um, glad everybody is here. All of the legacy members in the house. Thank you to all of the legacy members that hang out with us every week. We appreciate it. You are the ones who send in submissions. Those are the ones who are also hitting us up in the chat and basically bringing the conversation to life. So thank you to all of the ones that hang out on a weekly basis with us. And please do remember, um, if you want to hear the audio-only version of the podcast, you can do that on the major podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and even the never-used Google Podcast. And if you ever want to send in submissions of new gear, stuff you are working on, or anything like that, send everything to beardedrums at gmail.com, all lowercase. Or if you want to send stuff to Jarrett and myself on Instagram, he is at J underscore rat, and I am at S Nelson underscore 
Jr. So that wraps up all that crap. Yep. Um, did you buy anything this week? Uh, no. I'm, I am surprised. I am waiting uh, until I work more before I do anything. Same here. Um, uh, I know I've got to get that snare drum and microphone from Malone, and that'll be part of my studio stuff. Uh, I'm getting a Beta 52 from Old Malone. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and then a friend of mine who does studio work in Jackson is building me a little list of things uh, that I could get to. Yeah. Uh, cheaply kind of do some like drum recording and stuff mm-hmm. and, and interfaces and stuff like that. And since he's in Jackson, there's probably always someone singing something. Jackson so he'll keep sucks. God, Jackson sucks. I don't like Jackson. No, nobody does. Nobody uh, likes Jackson. And then also Malone's doing the same thing. Uh, you know, get me a little list of things, you know, that he's had great success with yeah. uh, in his time of doing everything. So I think I have two two good people to pull from, Brennan with his studio and then Malone from the business stuff that he does and sends. So, you know, that's the only thing I have on my, my plate right now is just getting a small little setup of microphones and stuff. And um, like I was telling you earlier, my computer's 10 years old and it is barely running uh, games and stuff at this point, but I don't think I could feasibly run any program like musical stuff wise for it right now no it's time to get the new new yeah and i've been looking i don't know uh i'm getting a mac regardless because of logic and everything but i don't know what would be well which one to 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 do if i should just get a mini and use my own peripherals and stuff that i like or just get the mac and everything's already there uh i get a keyboard and all the other jazz or you know, will I ever require the portability and need a yeah. MacBook? That's the only thing, because uh, our our singer quit our band, um, and so we're kind of starting, kind of fresh and new. Yeah. So I well, I'll know. say this: I bought my laptop with that whole like, yeah, man. If I'm ever editing on the road, or I've never edited on the road once. This laptop hardly ever leaves my house. So if you end up getting, you know, a computer, not a, a, a laptop. I don't think it's going to be an issue because let's be honest, when are you going to be editing on the road on the tour bus, man? Like it's not going to yeah. be, it's not going to be an issue. So, and from, from what I watched on everything that just came out, it's all really dope. Yeah. Even the more affordable stuff, like you said, the minis. Um, so it, it would depend on which way you want to go. I think you can get a lot done. Cause like the only thing is like, if I got like a MacBook, that'd be great. If I decided to do, um, more like, sample based stuff with their band and so I could use the Mac would be you know off to the left if I have like a Roland SPDS or whatever uh, you know because we've talked SPDS. about SPDS because we've talked about like what do we want to do with like, since we're a trio again now since Tom uh, left you know would we want to do like a more electronic kind of approach run backing tracks and that kind of deal uh, kind of how you guys do for uh, the Whitney Houston tune sometimes oh we don't do it anymore but yeah well, you, you're right we yeah. used to you know, you know, I had fun playing with tracks. You know, if we decided to kind of go down that road, or you know, if I wanted to have a more digital, you know, drum sound on top of everything, yeah, because uh, I've been super influenced. Uh, there's two bands that you guys would probably really enjoy, uh, and you can definitely check them out. One is Sungazer. It's got Sean Crowder who plays drums with Adam Neely who plays uh, bass and synth, and uh, he's a phenomenal drum set player and also just really good like a range. Neely, yeah. Um, that's Adam. That's uh. That's Sean. 
uh, Crowder who plays with them and uh, the way he like triggers everything that Adam has set up and everything it's just it's, it's a really interesting sound and then another really cool uh, duo that does that whole like melding electronics with their acoustic kit is uh, Zach Danziger uh, that sounds familiar for some reason uh, he plays Gretsch uh, is that uh, yeah he plays Gretsch and Zildjian okay and he's a uh, very big jazz guy but he has a group called Wednesday Night Titans and they have some really cool inter- like the way that whole band is set up uh, they use quotes from like old wrestling movies mm-hmm. I mean old wrestling shows but he has two hi-hats one hi-hat has like a contact mic that triggers yeah uh like a like a melodic voice line, his bass drum triggers chord changes, so whatever he wants to play, every time he hits the bass drum, it'll change the chords going into the. And all this runs on top of, he also triggers the visuals for the band. So anytime he plays a sample, yeah, good lord, of like, say he's got like you know, um, what's his name, Dusty Neal, whatever is uh, is doing like hard times for one of their tracks <laughs> every time he hits it that triggers the video clip of him saying hard times yeah, yeah. and it's just it's super cool layered how, yeah uh, it's multi-layered super, yeah super layered so if you guys want to check out it's a really cool production of like two dudes playing some really cool interesting music wednesday night titans and sun gazer right? and sun gazer sun gazer and wednesday night titans and if too. you're if you guys are in the philly area sun gazers on not sun gazer wednesday night titans on tour up around the philadelphia area nice so if you're in the Northeast, uh, go go check them out and go support Zach. Really great, phenomenal player. Uh, and some of their stuff's kind of silly just because <laughs> of the nature of, of wrestling. Is yeah, like yeah. The motif, like. Yeah, yeah. Of like, course. Uh, Derek Fountain has jumped in here. What is up, my friend? Hey, Derek. Uh, Mike Malone <clears throat> says, said, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, go no, you go. No, 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 no. You're no. the you're the reader of comments. Says, uh, let's see. Can't wait to chat gear with you. Excited to live vicariously through your studio build out. Uh, Mac Mini, probably the cheapest way to get into it, but I love using my MacBook Pro so I can edit in different rooms of my house, on the desk, next to drums, in my living room, and on the tour bus, of course. That's right. Yes, of course. Yeah, and I'm, I, I would always say that the MacBook Pro is what I would... I, that's what I started out with, and I love it. Mine's still old, and it runs like a Italian shoe or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, a Doc Cheney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do track my band live often with my MacBook and take signals from the live board like an interface. That was something I was kind of thinking about. It'd be cool to yeah. be able to, you take it and run. Either way, you buy, you spend that good good on a Mac, <laughs> you're going to get your money's worth. Yeah. Like I really, I, this was, I want to say it was 1600 and I bought it in 2006. 17 and it was a 2016 um and here we are 2021 i don't know how old how many numbers back this chip is but it only has 16 gigs of ram and it chews up video footage it chews up stuff that's in final cut pro it chews up anything i've ever done audio wise like it it like the little meter that shows you how much cpu it's running has never gone higher than like 15%. 15%. So an older model like this, I still feel like I'm really getting my... Now, granted, I am, like, super anal about you can edit video on this, you can edit audio on this, you can do photo, any of that kind of stuff. I don't use this to get on the Internet. Like, and I don't web surf with this. I don't... There's no crap on this computer. It's on, And I've only ever installed, like, literally 
Final Cut Pro, whatever the pre Studio Live or Studio One, um, and then like all these links to basically the YouTube stuff. Yeah. So you you really do get your money's worth out of a Mac. Um, so don't be afraid. You know, no matter what you get, just depending on what you want. Yeah. You know, or which route you want to go. Um. So, um. That's your week. I didn't yeah, do. Sure. I didn't do crap this week. I just tuned that. Oh, I got the the kit from Swindles done, uh, and that's pretty much all I've been kind of messing around with. Is just getting it. I'm just done. waiting on a reason to buy a an single Evans drumhead, <laughs> so I can get the five points I need to get the free stick bag. But I have no reason. I have nothing. I have no need of a head, on head, anything. Um, all, all I can think is maybe I'll just beat the crap out of the reference and still, oh, well, now I need a head. And then I'll give me a reason to buy a, a UV1. And that'll be free stick bag. Because I may not have told y'all, but my lovely mono stick bag, which there is a review of on the Bearded Drums channel, um, finally crapped out on me. And I don't know how long I've had it now. Probably a couple of years. Yeah, you've and nothing was stuffed. I did. Right? I put way too much in it. Yeah, I, I'm, I, it's it's totally my fault. This does not reflect on mono at all. You can see the zipper. It's like, yeah, no, you were stretching to get that corner over. So <laughs> it's totally my fault. But it crapped out on me, and I have the unpleasant duty right now to carry the crappy. Everybody has black Vic Firth stick bag that My sucks. First. That's that weird <laughs> nylon. Not it's really. just, I mean, it obviously does the perfect, you know, it's, it does its job, but it's like, I want a nice stick bag. And I'm tired of buying stick bags. They're too, like the nice ones are too expensive. So to be able to, and just like you were saying, you're like, man, I just, I love Remo, but I just can't turn down the, the Evans points. God, it's so nice to like, to get, to be able to buy more stuff. From the stuff you've already bought. It's weird. It, it, not many people do that. Um, and I, don't, I guess we did we not talk talk about this the couple of weeks prior when we were on the... I don't think we... Because um, then I started... Once you mentioned it, you were like, yeah, I just can't quit it. you know. And I was like, I never logged my points. So I logged into the... You know, reset my password, logged into the player circle, and then ran around the house. Because, like, y'all can't see it. I don't even know if you can see it with Jared's can't. No. On the wall over here, I literally just covered most of one wall with Evans boxes. And I have Evans boxes that are still have heads in them galore back in the back room. And I told you I felt so stupid because I do remember fairly recently throwing away probably 10 or 15 boxes that I didn't log the points on. So I logged all the points of the, just the stuff I had in the house. And I think that stick bag was thirty six ninety nine, and I'm literally five points short. Well, I have, I have three things I haven't logged. I'll just give you one of mine. Well, you don't have to do that. Like I said, I, I mean, I've got a wonderful Vic Firth beginner <laughs> stick bag. I'm at like 51, th- 5100 points you can just take one of one of my my heads <laughs> i can wait i can wait till i have to buy a uv one it's gonna happen because i pretty much was not nice to any of my snare drums this summer and i don't know why maybe the stress of everything just means i was hitting a little harder on the snare drum but i've gone through way more snare heads this summer than i normally do i normally can leave heads on for quite a while but i've torn up a couple of heads this, and i don't think it's done i think it's gonna get because it seems like I'm getting busier the closer we get to Christmas. Like, everything's leading up all the way until, like, because we go to Key West literally, like, 
a week and a half. Like we'll get back a week and a half before Christmas. So it's like all these gigs and then the private wedding stuff we're doing that people are catching up on from missed in 2020 all the way up to like Key West and then do Christmas and then it kind of tapers off again. So I don't think uh, my heads are safe for a while at least. I had to change one of my Aquarian heads this past week. Uh, I had one of the, the Buddy Rich signature limited edition Aquarian heads mm-hmm. on that uh, on the broadcaster drum. Sounded great and then I noticed that like it was the weirdest how the hoop was coming over the head. Even when I took the hoops off, I made sure everything was straight and everything was flush. The The head just sat weird on the drum, and it's just that collar did not want to sit inside that, that single flange hoop, that Aquarian. Aquarians are weird, man. I, and it's just like, and I like the head. It was, I mean, it's cool, and it sounded a lot like, like a Buddy Rich snare drum would. Uh, Aquarian makes a great product, but then, like, you know me, I keep a lot of heads that are usable even though they've been played they're still plenty usable and if i ever have a problem stacking anything it's because it's evans evans remo remo evans and then a stupid aquarium in the middle and yeah it shifts the whole thing yeah yeah. and it's terrible it's that that collar can f off for i mean i love their heads uh i think it's probably the most durable heads you can play like far superior to uh, an evans uv1 or even a remo like aquarium stuff just lasts a long time but that collar sucks. <laughs> it does that suck. collar sucks. <laughs> There's one thing they, they they should go out and fix. Just make a smaller collar. I don't think you need to just have be normal. Just do the rounded collar like everybody else. Yeah. I mean, it it just doesn't fit on most of the stuff. It's just too much. It's too much collar, and or if it sits weird, like it's it's too good on top of a drum. Like I don't know how I had that weird sag dip thing to where I had part of the 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 hoop like just eating the entire head like there's yeah. I'm like that's not it's was seated on the it's a that's a really new drum the head was on there seated correctly those hoops are solid and it's like and I tuned everything even I mean I didn't pull out the the ruler like yeah. some people do but not enough to yeah there's no way for me banging on it right there long enough for it to for that to detune and to have that entire hoop now like over the collar like that's not yeah, yeah, yeah. and I just and I pulled and then even double checked that I grabbed a, a brand new or not or a newish uh, Remo coded ambassador set inside just fine like, sometimes you just get a bad one they're not all gonna be perfect yeah I mean I'm sure it's probably 99.9% are perfect but I've I just had that bad remember that one that wouldn't sit right on the floor Tom yeah and it was just like dude this is a this is a 360 how can a 360 be off yeah it was off um or I did something horrible to it in a previous usage and then put it maybe back on the drum it may it might have been me but I was like this is not normal because I put the the heads on afterwards and they they sat fine those remos are doing fine yeah um as soon as I get done with those I can actually try out the UV2s and we'll see. Cause I'm, a, I'm really, I think I'm a G2 clear guy. They're nice and loud, and they boing everywhere, and it works. Yeah. For all these outside, because that's apparently what I do now is I play outside. No more inside. You don't no, get to. You've lost. You that. don't get to not sweat. You have to play all the beach places, which, not complaining. Yeah. At all. Let's see. Um, Frank said I just scored a few pairs of sticks and t-shirts from Players Points. Great program and great people to deal with. Uh, Mike, uh, Mike, blah, blah, blah. Mark Whitten in 
Uh, hi, dudes. Glad to see you on the tuber. What's up, Mark? Charlie Smith, uh, just writing a blog on this. No, actually, sticks bag. Stick. I can't even talk. Stick, <laughs> stick bags, that is. I think you need to check out the Sabian Quick Stick Bag, packed with pockets and still going strong after four years abuse. The Quick Stick. Yes, I think that's like a, it's kind of like the quiver style in a way, like that. Oh, we're going to find out right now. And then Frank said the packaging was damaged and one pair of sticks fell out in route, so they sent me an extra pair and a Pro Mark and Evans t-shirts. Nice. Oh, okay, I've seen this. Kind of leathery. Um, I, I think I might be thinking the right one. I don't know if the picture will... Oh, that's I've I, that's yeah, kind of like leathery looking, but still black. That's not a bad price. Forty. I was thinking of the one that has like that kickstand. That's built that's into the stick flip. Yeah, it doesn't. I think Erskine was behind that. I think. Well, that was, but that was when I think that that must be Erskine literally owns that idea because that was a Yamaha product. I have it in the in the room back there. And then when he left, or that, I guess it's not really left because Yamaha and Sabian have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. Somehow, all of a sudden, like you said, Sabian had that kickstand held itself up yeah. stick bag. So I don't know. I, maybe Erskine owns the idea of the little, I'm going to prop you up thingy. Maybe. Who knows? Um, but um, yeah, I, I can't, I don't know if I remember what I saw that I liked or I did not like at the Sabian website, but I ended up liking the, the pro mark. Uh, it, it, and like I said, I'm tired of paying a hundred ish dollars for a stick bag yeah. and it truly not lasting. I, I, was it you that showed me the picture of the guy that had the tackle instrument compact stick bag that was weathered? Yeah. That, that looked like they last a long time. Like, I, I'm almost really tempted to pick up a tackle instrument. Because, I mean, if you, it makes sense if you think about it. There's no zippers to break because mm. it's all, la you know, uh, like, uh, like, like belt latched. Yeah. And it's waxed canvas. That's just the strongest thing ever. <clears throat> yeah, you can't tear that stuff up. No. Um, I've got a bank bag that's that kind of same material. And you can't do anything to it. You know, it just doesn't. It You can't scuff into it you can yeah, you can cut it if you'd like div directly into it but yeah. that's not going to be i think i might end up going that route just because i don't know if i want to buy any more stick bags that yeah. would be that'd be a good end all i mean they have multiple there's like a prototype model out there too so there's different ones that they're kind of making right now there's that weird compact one and then there's the full uh, size or the regular one yeah and then there's the roll the that i don't i don't i don't know if i want to do the roll I would be afraid. As, I'd as like. many sticks as you take, the roll would be the one that I I've think got you would less. Do. I have thinned out the herd. I just I like trying out different sticks, and even though I might not, they might not be perfect. They end up staying, you know, hanging around at least until I tear the tips up. Yeah. Um, what is this? And then uh, Michael Garduno says, if you buy one stick bag that will last the rest of your life, you can't beat Tough Traveler. I'm not quite sure what that is. I have to look that up. Well, I'm gonna have to write that down. What's that country song? So, baby, right there. <laughs> oh God! Take a little note. <laughs> Nothing that love you and the time and you to go. All right. We're very cultured over here. That's right. Tough traveler. Tough traveler. Stick bag. 
my own country. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to see. Well, I'll do some more looking around. I'm in no hurry. I don't really need anything. I do have the terrible stick bag, but, you know. I suggested the Verkman or the, the Verkin. It sounds like you just dropped an F-bomb. No, the Verkin. It's uh, it's German. Uh, they make leather stick bags. I found. That I, are reasonably priced. I found um, reasonably priced, and I'd never heard. And it's probably just because it was leather. I would imagine if you're good in the leather, where is Amazon? If you're good in the leather game, you can make anything. Yeah. You know, so you don't necessarily have to be a drum company. If you just make good leather product, you can get into stick bags. And I want to say that I added to my list a $50 nice looking leather stick bag. Was it a Farkman? I don't think so. I think it was like, on Amazon. No, we'll see. We'll they also see. make symbol bags that look pretty dope, too. But they don't make anything bigger than a 22, which is dumb. This is a Walker and Williams. Ooh, Walker, Texas Ranger. Walker and Williams DPV3 black drumstick bag with detachable straps. Holds 12 pairs. fifty nine ninety five, And you can see it's like just a nice. It's standard. Leather. Yeah. You know. So I kind of saw. And I like I said, I'd never seen the brand before. But I guess all you have to really do is just be a, a good leather maker. It yeah. has nothing to do with. Uh, you know whether you're a drum company or not so i've got options we'll see I l- i've been looking at the caxac um don't know that one they're a, a a boutique i saw uh a video or a thing from um what's his face uh steve maxwell from forever ago that they had some in one of their stores that and so I looked it up and they're a they've made stick bags for a bunch of dudes but they're like I think like New York or whatever. Yeah, well, like um, you said, boutique. Yeah, and the guy just makes stick bags and he makes cymbal bags and guitar straps for people and you name it. I mean, it's he's I think he's just like a leather worker in general, but has somehow picked up steam making stick bags and cymbal bags for drummers up there. And he makes them out of some like cool, crazy colors. Like Eric Biner's got like a electric blue one. Mm-hmm. That's real bright and wild. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, maybe like a mauve. There's some cool when I uh, when I do the when I do the leather stuff that I do do. Um, there is some really cool colors that they make, so you could actually get pretty dang specific with, you know, what color you wanted, or if you were like to go as far as match the kit to the to the leather or the you know match the the color of the leather to your kit. It's definitely doable. Yeah. You can get about just any shade you want of any color. I'd want to go pink or purple though if I wanted to get wild. As everyone knows my deep love for dumb colors. <laughs> but there like I said just based on leather makers there's probably a billion options out there that we don't even know of. Yeah. Granted most of it you probably don't want to uh, pay that much for. No. So like I'm so upset about Barkby, uh, that has yeah. that, that, that cool stick bag, and I was like, I want one. It looks so functional, and then I was like, Do you guys ship to the U.S.? And then nothing. <laughs> no, then respond. I'm about to have to like pay Charlie to go over there and buy one for me, and then mail it to me if I have to. Yeah. Uh, but that they and I like the st- you know the stuff I've seen of theirs. It's nice stuff. And they make uh, they make weird one offs for other people too. So. Charlie, you're in the the prime place to yeah to, to hook, get a, hook it up on the bark. Hook stuff. it up on the bark. Be yeah. Um, 
yeah, so we'll have to keep our eye on that. No rush on any of that right now. Um, but now, moving on, we will get to all of the submissions for the week. Jared, you should have descriptions for all three in the photos. And I think you should, let's see, what's first? Yeah, we'll start with Mr. Mark Whitman, who sent us in um, a snare drum this week. I'll prep the image while Jarrett finds the... Dis- you're probably having to sift through. You're gluten-free. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it was. I was looking up something for Rachel. Some recipes. I'm like, what is this all about adding a quarter of a yeah, third of a cup of whole milk? That's right. Yeah. So we got Mark Whitten. We got drums, drums, drums. Snare. Bought a chrome shell and worked it into something cool. Apple green lawyer with flips of antique enamel white sanded the shell and a couple coats of paint and some clear coat and voila i put some old parts at laying around not all pretty but they are solid new heads and now it's a fun drum to play i think it turned out uh nice mark i really like that green it's very it reminds me of the uh the evil witch lady from snow white green <laughs> yeah but I love, and uh, that's what I like so much about um, Drum Supply with the colors you can get from them. They do a lot of these kind of pastelish shades of the color, which I think is a really sharp, uh, you know, way to make your snare stand out. And I love, the, I think this turned out really good. Um, I like the, uh, the the white that he had kind of danced across it. It's not too much because you can still see, because it's a really pretty color of green, so you can still see the green you know, dominant in the, in the, you know, in the, I want to say the shot, like I'm filming it, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you must've gotten this un undrilled to do the offset or unless I'm a fool. I don't know. You're a fool. I'm sure he will let us know in the chat, but you're you're right. Cause obviously getting it to be like, I'm sure they don't come like that. Not yeah. the, not the lesser expensive, just Chrome shells. Um, depending, I guess, depending on what brand it was, but I would think it would come with, you know, typical bridge lugs or something like that. But I think it came out really sharp, as usual. Um, Mark doesn't put out anything that doesn't look good. And I, like I said, I love the green. And you put just enough of the white on there to do the accenting, but not like take away from the, the prettiness of that green color. Because sometimes those splatter paint jobs are just too much. It's too much. Yeah. Like when you get a little too Eddie Van Halen looking. Yeah. That's, that's uh, you know. All oh, those SJCs are like that. It's just. Yeah. Just blah, blah, blah. But I like you, you kept it light. It came out really nice. I hope it sounds as good as it looks. But that's something I've always been curious about is when they take metal drums and uh, put paint on them. How much does the sound does it choke out? Because uh, normally those shells are already pretty thin enough as it is. Yeah, um, I don't know. I am maybe a little bit, but I don't think anything that's like detrimental. Yeah. But either way, a nice looking snare, really good project. Like I said, I hope it sounds as good as it looks. Thank you, Mark, for sending that in. Um, and then the next one will be from Mr. Soup45. I hope we're not too late because he actually did send this in the previous week when AT&T took a crap on us and we couldn't go live. Um, but we do have a submission from Soup45. Um, if you're here, Soup, let us know uh, if you sold it. If you're not here, we're still going to get it out there for you and see what we can do. We got 
Uh, this from him it says, Hey, Jared and Steven, how are you guys doing? I got a bunch of stuff for sale for starters. A Gretsch Brooklyn, a brand new five and a half uh, snare, 10 and 12 toms, a 14 floor, and an 18 inch kick drum in the Mardi Gras finish. Um, bass drum mountain toms with diamond brackets on the shells. They came from Maxwell's drum shop, like new, for $1,700. Takes them. Uh, give me a call, and I can tell you what else I have. Uh, David Superpertinent. Um, and he gives his number at uh, eight one. Oh, that's David Superton. Yeah. Oh, I, I okay. Soup forty five. Now it makes sense. Yeah. That is my bad. I did not realize that was you, David. I didn't. I just looked at the email, you know, handle. Okay, that's David's drum set. Who's the fool now? I know. I'm the bigger fool. Um. um, um then he goes. He gives his number. Um. At 815-370-3136. Anytime. Thank you. P.S. My eyes are bad. Sorry for spelling. That's okay. I'm dumb for not realizing that was you, David. I apologize. So, yeah. Um, longtime viewer of the show and legacy member, David's apartment has a Brooklyn up for sale in one of my favorite Gretsch finishes. Um, I, I That looks really good. That's the finish my kit will be in yeah, whenever yeah. it comes in. When is, do you even have a rough date on that no i need to i need to call steve how long has it been since you ordered it uh like nine or ten weeks okay so, so we're at the halfway point yeah of the 20 week estimate yeah okay well you know i mean that's not not terrible um anyway back to david's so one of my favorite if not my favorite gretch finish um and he's got you know at least for me the good sizes and a snare to go along with it what was he saying 1700 yeah. Um, so if anybody out there live right now is interested, Mike Malone, Mike Malone, or anybody that sees this on the replay, David Supertinent has a beautiful Gretsch up for sale in the Mardi Gras finish. And if we can get you in touch with him, if anybody is interested, thank you, David, so much for sending that in. Like I said, if you've got new gear, old gear, gear you're fixing up, gear you want to sell. Send it to the email. We'll put that stuff up for you. Because if I wasn't out of work, I would have gotten it. Because that's because those are some sizes I would have loved to to have. Because uh, you get into the Elvin Jones world of uh, of 10, 12, 14, 18 with a kick, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's also that finish, and it would match if I wanted to be cheeky. Yeah, I could just put that bass drum and it's play, a sharp the, and play, looking the, kit. play the USA Customs out around it. You know, it'd have yeah, it'd still match, but you wouldn't know. At least let's look at the badges. Sharp looking stuff. Thank you, David, for saying that. And, and maybe we can get it sold for you if you haven't got it sold already. Um, I wonder what he's getting to have to sell such a beautiful Gretsch. That's the yeah. question. David's not here, right? Uh, uh, looking back believe, in the chat. I don't believe he Nope, is. he is here. He is? I'm here, brother. How you guys doing? Been away for a while, but I'm back home. So, yes, David, I hope you just did see that we uh, showed your drum kit that was for sale. We missed it last week because we didn't have any internet um so hopefully if you haven't already sold it we can maybe get a lead on somebody that's here live now or uh i got a ton of stuff give me a call guys he is wheeling he is dealing it is a fire sale so we can get with david if you got any more stuff for next week send me some pictures of stuff you're getting rid of and we'll see if we can't entice somebody with some of your beautiful gear yeah and if need to just this email just has a list you have to have pictures yeah you know? yeah if you don't have pictures everything just yeah. send a list in and we'll start up a little uh swap meet up and uh, like a yeah, live cause, drum because we'll probably know a guy down here who might be interested in some of the stuff you have you never know and then it fades to two years later and this has become like a live drum auction on youtube 
what's uh what's those things the the telethons where yeah <laughs> a telethon of, of drum gear getting getting slung around <laughs> so again thank you david for sending that in and last but always not least is mr joshua breslow with jared got the description up we got joshua breslow says this week i'm sharing the record bass drum it's my signature tim 22 kick I purchased this kick drum at a music around for 30 bucks last summer. The record idea has been on hold for the past year or two while I was doing different things. I used a heat gun to form the contour of the drum and to release the tension within the record. I used a Dremel tool with a cutting wheel to cut the records down to size. My original plan was to use some of my favorite albums. When it came down to cutting my Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. So I went to a flea market and bought 10 records for $3 and just used those. There's a matching snare drum in the works. Stay well, Josh. And as usual, Josh does not fail to surprise. Because um, the first thing I thought when I saw these pictures, let me get back to these, is how would you get, like he was talking about, having to get a heat gun out and kind of relieve some of the tension because not only would you have to like if you look really close like they're laying completely flat on the drum yeah in the you know in the curve so props on that and then to be able to get the head over you know because the, the, the collar of the head has to come over the top of that piece of vinyl and it still works yeah so another very cool submission from josh let me get back to the other uh, that's all of them um Another cool looking one um, and still managed to make it. Because like I said, adding that, what do you figure that is? Eight, 10 millimeters worth of vinyl tacked on top of the shell. Yeah. Um, so you've got to get within that clearance of that head. And it's still, at least from every shot I can see, looks like it works. Oh, yeah. And then cause I don't know how far back he might even come for the heads to also tension as well. You know, true. But it, looks, but it looks like though it goes underneath uh, yeah. the collar of those heads though. Yeah, because I mean it, you'd have to cut it back. So if you didn't want it to touch, you have to cut it back so far anyway that you would see, and it looks pretty seamless everywhere that I can see. And I like the the two color, the yellow on one side and the red on the other. Mm -hmm. I do like that. And I didn't have that's right. There was no like full shot. It was just each drum. So yeah, another cool. I wonder if this will be one of the ones he takes with him to. Uh, the show did he say in the uh uh he did not mention uh about taking anything uh to the show in this email i know he sent me uh some photos last week of what he's taking to the show <sighs> and definitely josh if you think about it i know you're going to be busy doing your own thing but if you think about it take some photos of the drum show, of your setup, and then bring them back with you, and we'll share with everybody kind of how well it went for you. Um, I hope you get some stuff moved, and uh, it'll be definitely, you know, I know it's going to be enjoyable either way, but I hope that it becomes worth your time to, uh, you know, haul. I know it's not a, any small task to haul that stuff down there and get it set up and looking right, and then, yeah. you know, do the do the, do the whole, I'm sure it's a weekend-long thing. Yeah, and if you ever make more shirts, I'm pretty sure, I know me and Steven will probably get one. I know yeah, I would, and sure. if you, I probably our other viewers here of the Legacy members would probably also sling in. So if you ever decide to do a run, just let us know and send us a picture, and we'll put that up and we'll get you some sales going. Yeah, because the one he he put up is just his logo, which is a very classy 
logo. It reminds me of the Pizza Planet a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah. Uh, from, because like the ovalness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's very, and it's also kind of reminds me of like uh, like the Bel Air font from like old Chevys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark replied back to when we were showing his snare. The seller of the the of the snare shell advertised it as a sonar style. So maybe that is what's accounting for the the offset. Because mm-hmm. I know that sonar, that's always been their thing since the dawn of time when yeah. they started making drums. Been doing that for a while, and the only one to ever do offset besides them and the early early that I can think of was that weird um, jazz combo that Ludwig did. The piccolo, because mm-hmm. that one, that one has to be offset though for how thin that shell is. Yeah, but I, th- I don't think, I don't think Gretsch ever did anything offset. Uh, Slingerlin did the offset for, that's right for the, uh, what was it? The bombers. Yeah. Well, well, I can't remember what their their wooden lug, uh, what that series was for. I can them. only remember what the was the de- Slingerlin had the defender. I think. I can only remember what the Ludwig uh, was. What was Ludwig then? The Victory series. Victory. Um, oh, there's a read, uh, read Mark's response on the uh, license plate. Oh, here we go. Um, let's see. Mark, so uh, I speak for Josh. But he can't when, speak for Josh. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't speak for Josh, <laughs> but when I did my license plate snare, I measured my distance when the heads were snug down and then cut the plates half an inch short on each side to ensure a tight uh, snare. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. That, uh, and I've, ne- I've never done any. And actually, um, if you want to watch a good video on this kind of type of thing, uh, Mike Malone just did a video on how to rewrap a drum. And I want to say he used Jam and Sam's. He did, Jam and Sam. Um, so th- we're kind of talking about rewrapping and all that kind of stuff. Just uh, just as a heads up, Mike Malone drums on YouTube. Go check that out. And he's got a new video where he rewrapped. And uh, as usual, he always does a really good job with his videos. Obviously, his students showed up because he is gone. Um, what oh. is Frank told us uh, Gretsch had a Catalina kit with offset lugs. Oh, I think that one might have been that weird Black Widow rocker kit. I think the tribal one. Now that you mentioned it, because they uh, the uh, the Catalinas always had those weird special lines they did. Yeah, all the the tons of special editions. Yeah, um, and then Charlie said also tricks on Luxus were offset too back in the early '60s. Um, and then Mark said maybe that's what Josh did with his uh, record bass drum is huh. the the half inch cutback. Is Josh even here? I don't see him. No, it doesn't look like Josh is here. Um, what does he say? I think Mark Witten owned one. Owned what? For, uh, oh, the offset lugs. Is that what he's talking about? I might be. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I didn't realize Josh wasn't here. Um, so, um, like I said, he's here. Is he? Yeah. Oh, there he is. What am I doing? I'm new to looking at chat. I'm not like you. I'm not good at this. And my eyes are terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he meant the offset lug Catalina kit. He thought Mark had one of those. Um, Well, again, thank you for all three of y'all for sending that in this week. We do appreciate it. And maybe we'll get you a bite on your kit, um, David, and get it moved for you if Jared doesn't figure out a way to do it himself. Yeah, if you got to give me some months, I'm like backlogged on (laughs) 
If I if if I could find someone to buy that Yamaha kit or something else, I'll I'll be able to justify yeah getting that. Well, yeah. that's how it's, I've always tried to play it that way. You get rid of something, you get something. Try not to come out of pocket or throw stuff on the card, which I kind of had to do with that snare drum, and I don't. Uh, that's fine, but I don't want to start doing that on multiple things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Josh is just pat. That's right. He did tell us that he's packing up to, uh, get ready to go to the show. Um, so again, thank you to all of the guys that send in stuff this week. And remember, if you want to do that, just send it to the bearded drums at gmail.com. You want to sell something, David, if you want to send us a list of stuff you're getting rid of, we will, uh, we'll try to get you, get you going. Um, I think that is it for, yeah, that's all of the imagery I have to show this week. Yep, got soup, got Josh, got Mark. Did all that. All right, sweet. Let me get my chat back. All right, what are we talking about this week? Um, I don't know if you had anything uh, specific you wanted to. I've been a lazy piece of crap this week. I haven't even watched. I can't. I don't even know if I watched any drum stuff this week. Uh, like I was telling you, I saw that uh, Steve Maxwell had uh, a cool little 15-minute um, video thing with, uh, I can't think of the guy's name, but he is like the expert on all things Billy Gladstone. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. He has one of those, uh, those Billy Gladstone kits, and that was really cool to... How much do you think that's going to go for? Oh, my gosh, because he's brokering the deal, so I would imagine that's probably... Is it like a buy it thing, or is it like going to go up on an auction? Um, see, that's the th- I don't because that's the thing he's brokering it, so I don't know if maybe brokering makes it sound like it's going to go on auction. I know he he does that private auction for certain things, and you have to be part of that like yeah circle to be able to like go. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like a secret. Which and explain just in case anybody out there doesn't know about what a Gladstone. Or a drum with a Gladstone system on it is. So, Billy Gladstone, he made uh, 61 accounted for, as of I learned from the video, 61 accounted snare drums for people. And uh, so he was very innovative when it came to uh, certain technologies that we use now on drums. So something he did was make the three-way tuning system was that he had lugs, that you could tune uh, the top, the bottom, and both heads at the exact same time from the top point of a snare drum. Um, Because his thing was whenever he was in the orchestra, uh, coming from the bottom with all the gear to the top, his snare drum would detune, and he thought it was very uh, unsightly, I guess would be, of having to take a snare drum off the stand turning it upside down and then going through tuning the bottom of the snare drum, turning it back around and then playing the top to make sure everything sounded the way it should. So he made a system of where all you have to do is use the special key he made. You turn it one way that tightens or loosens the bottom head for you to then tighten the top head. And then once you're like, okay, well maybe the whole thing to come up, you pick the third side of the key, and then both of them move uh, in tandem together. And I watched a video of Professional Drum Shop breaking down one of those snare drums to clean. And it's so, because I'm scared to pull mine apart from how I got it from Hugh. I haven't touched it, because Hugh gave me that, that special key. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, and that key only does two way instead of the three yeah um but it's like it's so weird how it comes in like you have the special rod that comes through and then there's this bottom piece that takes it like a female end and it goes together and as you do one it does the counter on the other side yeah it's such, it's such a crazy thing and this was done in the 50s yeah so this, like, this isn't like you know like john all the cool stuff was yeah and we've all basically only been improving on anything like that nobody's really i mean when's the last time you saw something truly groundbreaking no. Nah, not really. A long time. Yeah. You know, they they pretty much got, other than like... Plastic heads. Like bass drum pedals and yeah. hi-hat pedals, of course, you know. But yeah, Mylar drum heads, they pretty much perfected all of the mechanisms. You yeah. know, you, even though it's a better bass drum pedal, it's still the same principle. Nobody's come up with a... Uh, tried to... Well, uh, Gibraltar tried to rework the bass drum pedal, and they came out with that piece of crap. It was like 10 years ago. It was, um, it sat on a single bearing right under the pedal. So it was just, you know, there were no, there wasn't a post. It just kind of floated in a wheel that was under it, just kind of moved with the pedal. It, but it was uncomfortable. It felt weird. It, uh, it wasn't, it didn't seem like it was stable. Um, so even when they tried to reinvent the bass drum pedal, it just didn't work out. You, st- you stick with the, Two post with a bar and some bearings. That's pretty much, I think, the the height of yeah. the bass drum pedal technology. But yeah, Steve's brokering this this deal between uh, I can't remember the guy's name, uh, the guy who owns the kit, who put it in a custom. Uh, him and his wife spent uh, this custom flight box from Italy to bring to the U.S. Um, I could only imagine. Like being on that entire plane ride, like, please don't mess this up. Yeah, because yeah. like, uh, Gladstone in its originality goes for on the low end fifteen thousand to have one of his kits he made, and it's in really good condition. Like it's not pitted on uh, the chrome is really good shape, the wraps in really good shape on the drums. He has all the bits and bobs. Nothing's been, um, you know, changed. And then he's got another snare drum that he believes is one of the prototypes that Billy made because it's a two-way, not a three-way, but it has a three-way uh, key on it. But he's got professionally redone and everything with the matching stand. Yeah. And it's from the, that's that weird, like, it's like it's like a pillar, and then it goes to a uh, a Wahlberg and Auge. We've been saying it wrong. That Aug, it's Auge. Wahlberg and Auge uh, snare basket mm-hmm. that it connects into. And that's a whole nother... Uh, and that drum itself is like, Steve's like, I'm just gonna play just a little, yeah. And he's done. Like he does like he just maybe plays like two bars and four four, and he's done. He's like, I can't play anymore. Like it's yeah. It, it, you, you this guy's obviously valuable. and you know rightfully looking to cash out. Like yeah. he put in the effort to make sure all those years, however long he's had it, if he's had it since conception or got it from a do whatever, he's taken the time and money to make sure it stayed in mint, close to mint. And then, like you said, custom make a, you know, a shipping cabinet yeah. to get it over here safely. So, yeah, he's he's obviously looking to cash out, and he should, Yeah, you know, to have something like that. And I just, I would like to be able to kind of see, like, the process of what, how would, of what Steve's brokering, like, is it, is he doing, like, a one-to-one? There's a guy who's interested, and yeah. then they go back and forth, and he's, like, he puts people, you know, sets these guys up with with them. Or is it like a you know a traditional auction style where there's like there's 15 dudes who are looking 
for this. Like you said, it's probably like he's got the circle of guys that can afford and are interested in buying stuff like that. Because like you said, this is probably going to go for this. I would say like on the low end, I'd say this kid's probably like 40000 Let's say on the, let's be even more conservative. Say it was $25,000. Yeah. That's $25,000. I mean, that's, you have to be not only a serious collector, but things in the drum realm just don't get that expensive. So to get into that kind of money, yeah, that's like, okay, uh, this is obviously in, like I said, like you said, you, he would have a group of guys that are into that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's, which is. Awesome, but disgusting at the same yeah, like time. There's, like, there's five dudes that are like diehard Gretsch. That's all they collect or all they do. Or you could have the the guys that are all about just rare kits in general. Like, yeah. Oh, what's what makes this kit so cool? Oh, this kit was owned by Louis Belson. You know, here's the, the record to show it. Like, do you care about Louis? No, but he owned it. And that's why I have it. You mm-hmm. know, almost like you take like like a hyper fanatic approach from like Bunny Carlos, like. I'm all about Ludwig. It's like, I'm all about kits that no one can get. It's like, you know, what do you own? I own one of the first cocktail kits. And if or uh, I've, got a, I've got a Beatles kit, like an yeah, like, actual Beatles yeah, Ludwig. Yeah, like a legit one that they put on tour with, like not just a knockoff like this is. Because at least, that, I guess that's the only problem with the, the older vintage drums is when the, uh, you know, I guess looking at it generationally, when they change hands, somebody passes away or just gets too old and, you know a younger person ends up with it. We've already witnessed a generational switch from like the original owners to like somebody that's our parents age. There wasn't any YouTube back then. So none of it's documented. Yeah. Now you'll get to see as like people, our parents age get too old and and it either sell it or pass it on to somebody they know that's younger. You'll see a lot of that stuff actually start to pop up on YouTube and Instagram. Like, look, it's a, it's a Beatles kit or whatever, you know? So I would think, you know, that that'll be a, an interesting thing to see over the, I don't know, next 20 years, old, really old stuff just pops up. And now it's because it's owned by somebody my age or younger. Their first inkling is to be, let me share it with everybody. So it's like, Hey man, it's a Ludwig. That's not a Ludwig, but it's a Slingerland, but it's a built yeah. by Gretsch. But you know, it's like something kind of weird, which there's plenty of weird stuff out there. Oh yeah. That's like, uh, that's why I get a lot of joy out of the, uh, what's that? guy's name vintage drum catalogs on yeah 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 yeah. because he'll post like here's a zico kit here's people who endorse i'm like what the hell is a zico kit and then like some guy actually has one so he has a shows an actual like here's an actual in-person photo of what it looks like those are they look like pills those kits they look so goofy yeah yeah, like like timpani but they're not um it's just such weird contraptions and stuff like that like getting to see these weird kits and which there is like there is some examples in the modern stuff, and I forget the name of that drum company, but I've seen a couple of people play them. It's where like the drum from the, you know the top of the shell all the way out to the rim is just flat and it's wood. Have you seen those? It looks like a butcher block kit, and all of the drums are in that style. Like you don't see the tuning rods, you don't see anything. You just see the little small gap between the wooden hoop and the matching wooden shell, and it's flat. Um, I'll have to look it up and get some pictures for next week. It's one of the most interesting kits I've ever seen because it really just looks like tubes of wood with the heads on top. You don't see any of the mechanism. Um, so I've seen some cool stuff in the modern-ish era, but 
most of it's the the really old, like uh, your bass drum that yeah folds out of a suitcase to become a twenty. Yeah, the, that that Barry uh, drum company, that twenty eight inch twenty eight, yeah, twenty eight with calf heads. Well, I have a calf head on it. Uh, I need to get another head for that just to be able to be like, yeah. like <laughs> just to like have, have it set up. Like, check this out. Here's five minutes of me throwing heads on and getting it tuned. Yeah, yeah. With those build a bass. Yeah, then because there's no, I don't even like I was going through my stuff and I was like, I really want to have like a really old shitty pedal to go with that bass drum, just to be like, here's what you would have done in 1935. Feel kids. this action. Yeah. <laughs> that long throw. <laughs> oh gosh, and I think that one would even. Okay, I think from how old that bass drum is, that would be the one that has to have the the rail that goes across the top and that has the knocker on it. I think because I don't think the modern bass pedal was done until the late four. I think it was like I think it was the forties. Whenever Ludwig finally did their first pedal, so I don't think I think that that kick drum supersedes yeah. the modern idea of a kick drum pedal. Uh, of having, of like having you said, they, yeah, you gotta have that weird knocker-looking thing that. <laughs> yeah, it goes over and it's a ball that hangs to like a piece of rope or whatever with a weird spring with and no action. Yeah, you're literally just a bar between possible hits. Yeah, skong, <laughs> skong. But no, but the the bass drums were wide open, so they didn't need to be to sit there. True. and play a chong 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 chong. I mean, you just you play it once and you're done. Don't. That's it. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be cool as like what's your auxiliary bass drum oh, it's a 1930s uh, 28 inch uh, fully collapsible aluminum drum yeah what do you what do you have someone had one of those up the other day uh, for sale um, wow what was the price I it was DM for pricing there you go I was like mm -hmm. I was like I don't want another aluminum I want a wood one to go with it because those are even harder for me to find because the ones I see, the guys that have the, the wooden ones, they have a different uh, clasping mechanism that holds it together because yeah. there's no prongs in the metal. Yeah. Um, and I keep my eye out. I goofed up when I should have bought that dang snare drum when it was for sale. But I just couldn't justify I, at that point in time. Looking back at it now, it's like, no, you're an idiot. You should have just spent the $700 and bought that damn snare drum that matches that bass drum. Because it, yeah. it was another Barry snare drum, Barry yeah. drum company. It would have been, because I remember he was telling me about how much it, it, it costs if you uh, have the matching set. Mm -hmm. You have the snare drum and the kick drum that goes together. I should have just bought that damn snare drum. Yep. And it just have the whole kit and caboodle. <laughs> just those two. Like, what do you play? 1930s aluminum. Mm-hmm. It sounds like raspy. Yeah, really. Weathered tile, weathered tin roof. But that's the sound of... That's what's swinging. Let's see, Mike Malone just got back to hear about some vintage Gretsch drums. Right time to get back, I guess. It is. Yes. Uh, then Frank Gladstone was a house drummer for the Radio City Music Hall. The drums would come from the sub-basement on the elevator, and the calf heads would lose tension. Yep. that's. Uh, I learned that from the PASIC video. You forgot about Dakamomo. Hey, y'all. Hey, Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did send Dakota a new version of, of a song that you guys that we don't like them playing, but there's a cool arrangement of uh, that making the stallion, the brandy, Andy, Andy, Andy body. Yeah. Oh, okay. But there's there's a guy that does a of like a jazz arrangement. Nice. And it's like it's. I mean, it's the same lyrics, but 
just how he builds the yeah. track is way better. Yeah, you it's can't just, get around those wonderful lyrics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> body's crazy. Body, I mean, but hey, Dakota gets up there and he throws the body out there and they love him for it. By himself. They lo- No, he's been doing it at gigs. No. Yeah, twice mm-hmm. now he's done it at a gig and killed. We did it at the AJ's in Grayton Beach and all the kids went crazy. Body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. And then he did it the other night at Glory Bound. And all the kids were, body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. He's a little rapper now. He's going to leave us behind. Young young Momo. He's gonna Doc and Momo is going to realize his greatness. And he's going to be like, you know what? I don't need you guys. I got my own career, and I'm moving on. And it's okay. If that's what happened, he said, people love it. And he's right. People love you, Doc and Momo. And if you get too big and you have to go off on tour i'll understand because you know i've seen you do body yaddy 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 you kill that shit jared missed it he was I he did. was not there i was not there <laughs> uh, speaking of, of vintage drums and uh things like that mike malone i'm gonna go ahead and tease he's gonna be angry i don't care um he got his playboy kit back from being refinished ah i'm waiting for the video and pictures he sends us but i got to see him on his that he sent me and they look amazing oh you'll be the first to get a snare drum <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're the worst dakota uh, <laughs> but he he refinished that playboy kit and it's in that cadillac green yeah yeah and he's got the orange uh sparkle inlay hoops for the bass drum it looks sweet Nice. It looks really good. I'll, I'll show you the pictures whenever we uh, get done. Hell but, yeah, that'd be cool. But he's like, I don't know, because we were talking about um, he wants me to refinish that Moonglow kit. Because um, I'm about to ask you the right, the, the right way to do it. If anyone out there who like to put their input, please, about getting through and probably just cutting a, like a quarter or half an inch off that bass drum rep just to get a, a head to lay down. What a great show tonight, guys. Really enjoying myself. Keep it a good chat. Thanks, Michael. We appreciate it. We try to keep it lively, even though it's, this week's a little looser because we don't have a topic specific because I was a lazy piece of crap all week. Um, anyway, refinishing. And um, even though I want me to refinish that kit, and I kind of want to do it. But I want to see, before I spend all that time to it, if I pull back that half an inch or so of wrap, will a head sit better on it? Yeah. Because I want to try that, and then maybe if Swindle touches up the edges, will that make the bass drum head sit better? Because huh. I don't want to put any more time into it yeah. or money if I can get it to just work. Yeah. Because um, if that works then i'm gonna let the the finish ride for a little bit yeah and then i was talking to mike i was like you know to be sweet those hoops are black with the with the metal inlay with our metal hoops what if i did a tony williams yellow on that kind of like your your mapex kit yeah i was like well that'd be sweet and it's it's classic gretch too is that there's that yellow yeah yeah I don't know what other finish would be without doing a wrap, like just like a, a paint that'd be on that. Because you should do Kelly Green too. I was like, no, I'd want it to be. I want. I feel like I'm I'm ripping off Mike, him doing Kelly Green. Yeah, I did it too. 
but I thought maybe Cadillac, I thought that maybe Tony Williams yellow would be cool to do. Yeah. Or that bright orange they did on the, uh, what were those guitars called that they made? Um, I know what you're talking about. The Electromatics or something yeah, like yeah. that? Yeah, They had that. It's a very specific orange. That t- I call it, it's like TV orange. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I thought that'd be a cool color to do. Um, paint, if it, if it, those heads work out, because one thing I was mentioning to him about is like, I would honestly, if I'm going to repaint it, I'm going to go ahead and plug those holes for the yeah. for the modern for the for the vintage uh, spurs and just put modern heavy duty uh-huh. legs on it and just make it make it make it giggable make it you could take it out and play it and don't feel bad about it yeah like get a a, mo- a modern um, tom mount and stuff on it throw on like real arms yeah uh real mounts for the rack tom so you could yeah because that one is not like you're gonna be trying to get serious money or museum quality out of that yeah you can you can fix it you know or make it like you said heavily giggable and i think in at that point it's like someone would definitely i think that might even not increase the value but it increased being able to resell it like you want a 70s gretch that you won't feel bad taking out to your your bar gig on saturday yeah boom there you go. You want a 70s Gretsch, but not have to worry about the fact that you're carrying a, a 70s Gretsch. Yeah. You know, or whatever, you know, 60s, 50s, you know, that's kind of, the, that's kind of my thing at this point. It's like, yeah, there's a couple of, you know, and and even the, a couple of pieces that are all original over there, they can take the beating, but like anything else, it was like, yeah, those spurs aren't built for me whacking away on that bass drum. It's just not, it's either going to move or you're going to bend something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd be, I'd be. Um, the new indie universal rail mount, you know, how many dudes are going to go buy that thing that I would imagine anybody that's, you know, cause if they, if you're not familiar, all those screws on those indie mounts move. So you don't have to drill any holes. Think about how many dudes, how many dudes now can take off the crappy consulate rail and put that indie mount on there and actually go gig with something without the tom going. Yeah. Uh, and then they even have the special ones that are made for like the the old uh Ludwig diamond plate too. Yeah. yeah. That you can't find mm-hmm. mounts for because everyone has to put them in a snare basket. Like you now has it fits that whole spacing, but with the more modern cause those tubes were huge mm-hmm. or they were really thin. He had one or the other. It was either a really fat tube or a really skinny tube. <laughs> and it's like, well, love to make up your mind. And that was over like a course of a couple of years. They changed that, too. So you're just out of luck. Yeah. You just had a massive plate, and you had to choose between, like, a quarter of an inch or, like, three quarters of an inch. Nothing in between for uh, a down tube. But now he's got all that going on. He's got some uh, He's got some new stuff he's coming out with. Uh, he kind of teased. I don't know what the hell it's used for. Yeah. But he's got new products coming out. Nice. For, so I think he's definitely going to to be definitely picking up more of the – because I see a lot of guys I think are starting to to say F the originality and then just have – just buy the vintage drums but make them playable. playable. I mean, come on at this point. Like, what what are we doing here? That's, you know – I did it for a long time with my references. Like, man, but it's just too nice to take out. Now I've scuffed it up and it's fine. I don't care. But that drum should have been being played the whole time. Yeah. It, you know, it, there's no point at this it, at this juncture to have something that's like, I mean, I guess I'm sure we all have something where you're like, oh, no, man, don't touch it. Leave it alone. That's a, you know, yeah. oh. 
and I've got a couple, but you know, for the most part, I'd still, if you really were like, Hey man, can we play that? I'm like, yeah, put it up on the kit, beat the crap out of it. I don't care. We're going to break the head. Yeah. You know, if that, so, um, but yeah, at this point I could care less what it is unless it was, unless it was auctionable. It's like, no man, rip that stuff off there. Direct to shell, put that indie mount on there, rubber tip, everything and go to town. Yeah. At least for me, you know, but I'm not, I'm not trying to collect anymore. You're, you could, you still got actually collectible pieces. Yeah. And there's some stuff that I, I, I know for a fact that it's like, you know, I'll play it at the house, but yeah, I've, for the fact of just of the value that it holds, I wouldn't bring it out like the, uh, the Slingerland steam bent snare. Yeah. That wouldn't, both of those that now wouldn't come out that, uh, the Bear Deems kit, I might would bring it out if I got to play like a big band gig somewhere. But, yeah. you know, I'd, you know, I'd bring that. I'd be kind of fun to be like, all right. But any, any kind of gig like that is going to be in a climate controlled area. That, yeah. You know, it's going to be. I'm not playing out on. You're playing it. That's yeah. it. So it's not it's not that big of a deal. And, you know, I would hate to. Because you wouldn't bring you wouldn't bring that kit to like playing outside of Felix's. No. No, that nickel would be destroyed. No, thank that, you. That nickel would die with our salt air. <laughs> no, no. Uh, we got R. Kaler. Uh. I haven't seen you in a while, bud. Um, let's see. Mike Malone goes, loving my new Packers kit. Go Pack, go. He explained to me that football is so big up there. Some schools let out early because of. Nice. Yeah, which is weird. But it's like Mardi Gras for us. We have, to, we have a day off to go throw beads and eat moon pies. Yeah, I, like you know, the, I, I can understand it. We just don't have good sports here. <laughs> um, he goes, feel free to rip me off. Um, he goes, or go Duco like I originally planned to. I thought about Duco would be cool. As well, Buzz, like, yellow. Tony Williams' yellow would be such a bold. I'm kind of with him. Duco would be fun. I thought I always thought it would be fun to Duco paint a drum. Because it's not, it's not that hard. Obviously, the overspray is what makes it look like it is. So it's not like you have to be... I mean, you obviously have to be kind of exacting. But as long as you're, you know, generally even... Yeah. It would depend on what you do. Do you do the one sprayed strip in the middle over the color? Or do you do uh, the color... And then the two outer strips where you spray, you know. So I always thought that would be fun to do, but I don't have any kind of. You need a, 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 a obviously not like a can, but a, a paint spraying rig, which again, I, I have an air compressor, but I don't have a space to yeah to paint without painting my neighbor's cars in True. the process. <laughs> and I don't think Forrest would be too keen on me getting some some pink and purple overspray yeah, over right. on his car. Oh, my Acura? Car. Come on, man. His Ford F-150 would go from being maroon to pink so quick. <laughs> That'd be very upsetting. Um, R. Kaler uh, says, have a Tama uh, Star Classic Walnut Birch and grabbed a Gretsch Catalina. Not their best kit, but for some reason, I'm happy. New heads, Iron Cobra, or my Yamaha pedals. What's your recommendation for snare? I like Vinny sound. Vinny Kalahuda plays his particular snare drum is a thicker than normal plies of maple. So if you like Vinny sound, just find you a thicker maple shell. And what? No bigger than five, right? Yeah, five. Five, five, would, be, by five would be the max depth. Yeah, five by 14 die cast It's like, what was his Yamaha? Was it a four by 14? I think it was. Um, so yeah, you've got, you can do almost piccolo if you want, but yeah, I'd say no, don't, if you want that Vinny sound, it's like maple, no deeper than five. Yeah, and you definitely got to run some heavier hoops. 
die cast, even yeah. a heavier 3.0 triple flange. She's got to run, run something heavy. Yeah. Think um, about a, a fat, like, loud cracking snare, because that's, that's basically his was always power-based, you yeah. know. Um, great snare sound, though. I always liked his snare. Not, at least when he was Gretsch, not the prettiest drums. White with black hardware. I, I don't like those. Uh, it's, I'm sorry. I he can't. got those refinished, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that cool blue. But still, um, him and Phil Collins, I was all like, really, guys? No imagination. White. And then the other one's white with black hardware. Like, ugh, no. All of the things you could have chosen. <laughs> it's simplicity, bro. It's minimalist. We got we to gotta pull back. It's not just us. It's the other players we're with. Very true. You need to tell that to Roy Haynes and them playing Gold Sparkle Kids like that. That's what I, I mean. That's it's the only facet of my life where Gold Sparkle is appropriate. I can't put on a Gold Sparkle t-shirt and go to Walmart. No. I can't, you know, it's just not, I don't have a Gold Sparkle Xbox controller, but I can have a Gold Sparkle kit, or in my case, a black to purple Sparkle kit. I have a Gold Sparkle. You have Gold Sparkle. You have lots of sparkles. I have have too many, I think, at this point. Oh, well, I guess the Midtown is a sparkle, even though it's like a micro, it's hardly a sparkle, but it is. It does shimmer. It does shimmer. Uh, Like I said, I, I got to... I rarely get to hear that thing out front because it's always at the juke or small gigs and uh, that gig that you didn't come to after you had got your second shot. Scott Anderson sat in and played on it and uh, I just was again reminded how how great that little Pearl Midtown sounds as tiny as it is and he said the same thing. He's like, man, I love that kit. I've got an 18, but that 16 is dope. I was like, yeah, it smacks pretty, pretty hard when it's mic'd up properly and run through a big old sound system. You really can't tell the difference. They got a 16 for selling reverb, uh, USA Custom for $800. Nice. 12 by 16. Nice. With uh, the mufflers. Yeah. <laughs> from Steve. Everything's from Steve. Of course. No, all he's, of he's the, the, all of the vintage the stuff. One, he's the number one uh, grad distributor in the U.S. Um, but I would say Summit recommendation, uh, whoever, whatever brand you like, but it's got to be maple and no deeper than uh, than five. Yep. That's that's literally doesn't matter who makes it. That's just that's what you got to do. Thicker than maple, the better it is. Um, Charlie, you're killing me over there. Germs, Germs <laughs> says, I love the yellow. I have an old Gretsch kit being refinished and edges done by Jeff Kirsch right now. I just went with Champagne Sparkle. Hold on to that, because uh, I know Danmar, uh, I know Gretsch isn't making Champagne Sparkle kits anymore because it's too expensive for the the finish. So yeah. Champagne will be discontinued from Gretsch. Ooh. So if you have a, I know that uh, Steve has two kits left in stock that are Champagne Sparkle. And they're ones in the uh, Heritage build, 12, 14, 20, or 12... No, that one, the Heritage Bill is a 12, 14, 18. And he has a regular standard build out in 12, 14, 20. I had a Catalina Club. I don't know if it was a special edition. It might have just been a color that year. But they put out a Champagne Sparkle. And that was one of the two favorite colors I had when I had all those different colors of the Catalina Clubs. Super sharp. Like the classiest kit ever. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with Champagne Sparkle. It always looks good. And I remember at the same time, Pat had a Pearl Vision that he had pieced together like 28, 10, 12, 14, 16 in their Champagne Sparkle. I think I had that 
chance to get that kid off of him, and I didn't. I got to play that kid. Uh, he actually let me borrow some pieces of it because he turned one of the floor toms into That's a right. bass drum. That's right. And I got to play that uh, for a couple of jams, mm-hmm. and I didn't have my Catalina at the time, so he let me borrow that. It was a cool kid. Because I got to play the, what was it, 10... 13, I think, might have been. I think it was like a 13 floor or mm-hmm. whatever. It might have been a, a 14. And then he turned, I think it was an 18-inch floor tom into a bass drum. So I played that. And it's funny that Pat's never really been the biggest Pearl guy. I've always been the Pearl guy, and he's had all the cool Pearl kits now that I think about it. Like, I've got the reference now, but which he had at one point. From but me. he had that really nice Masters White Marine Pearl, 8, 10, 12, 16 with a 22. He had the Sparkle, the Champagne Sparkle. It was basically two drum sets. Yep. Um, and I want to say he also had, he had some other, it might have been a Vision or something like that. Um, but he always had the dopest Pearl kits, and I never got any of that stuff off of him, except for that one Steve Ferroni snare, which I ended up selling. Um, but yeah, he had the dopest Pearl stuff. And like I said, that champagne sparkle, I don't know anybody makes a bad champagne sparkle. I've never seen a really bad champagne sparkle, no matter what the brand was. I don't think that champagne sparkle even had like a slightly kind of green tint to it. I think who's that one, which one, the Pearl. Yeah. I can't remember. I think my base room, I was like slightly green. I can't remember. Slightly. I think I get, I get oxidized or whatever from him playing it like crazy. <laughs> Yeah, he always because he played that eighteen a lot though. If I'm not mistaken, that was the one he always played a lot because it was small. Yeah, yeah, and it thumped. I don't even know what he plays now or what he's gonna. He's got that Yamaha kit he plays now. That's right. That absolute uh, custom, right? Oh, I didn't know it was an absolute. I thought he had a stage custom. Mm-mm. He uh, he's got that real fancy one. Oh, he's going over to the fancy Yamaha. Yeah, side. he's got. I mean, he's got the it's eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, fifteen. 22, I think. Oh. I think it's what the sizes are, with a 22. And he loves it. He's like, that's... That's the setup. He's like, this, he goes, this is nice. That's, the, that's what he likes a lot, is that... Man. That, that's a killer setup. That really is. But, I mean, upper-end Yamaha always is. Yeah, you can't go wrong with anything. I'm still upset about that guy that won't ship that. Before I even ordered that Gretsch, that guy that... Uh, the King Crimson Yamaha I showed you guys. Yeah. Got the two kick drums. You had 10, 12... Uh, fourteen, fifteen. He's like, I will not ship in the continental U.S. You must be within a hundred miles of some BFE town that I live in. Like, dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> I want three grand for it. Dumb. <laughs> what a bought in a heartbeat. Um, let's see. I love the yellow old kid getting refinished the champagne. Yep, yep, yep. And then Richie goes, Ola dudes, it's my wife's birthday. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Hope y'all are having a great time. Whatever y'all are doing. Probably eating some cool breakfast in Japan. Probably. We got Charlie says, totally agree. Most things I'm happy to gig, but the R40 icon snare and the signed Yamaha gad. Well, yeah, anything, obviously home. anything yeah. signed. <laughs> Only coming out for occasional sessions. They are a bit too precious. Totally agree with that. Totally agree. Mike said I might try a DIY Duco with spray paint. Always need more project videos to do. At, says the man who tells me he has backed up videos he has to get done. Yeah. I'm going to add another one to the fire. Go ahead, Mike. We'll see which one gets done first. <laughs> um, and then Charlie, hashtag Jared need 
needs a red sparkle. No. That's right. The hashtag will run wild. Jared needs a red sparkle. God, for sure. No. It's it's gotta be <laughs> it's gotta be the right drum to be red sparkle. Now I just wanna get a red sparkle so I can bring it out all the time like you have to play. <laughs> you have to play. And it's like some dope ass DW that you can't deny how good it sounds, but you're like, but I hate the color. God, red sparkle. All of the sparkles. Red. red. Love it. Fire engine red. Yep. No. <laughs> no. It's gross. <laughs> when I'm listening to that fast car song. Um, <laughs> driving in your car. We were fast. Driving in your car. Yeah, that's how I was fast when I was driving. And hi. hi. <laughs> uh, Pert is a single and three ply, eight lug, five and a half for hold your fire through roll the bones. Also, killer sound. Anything similar on the market? That's what I need Charlie to pipe in about the the Slingerland model, because that is a very specific. I'm not a big parrot guy. Nor but who but who would make anything even close to three ply now? Three ply Gretsch does three plies. Do they? Yeah. Like the vintage build or the whatever you call it. Uh, the three ply is the broadcaster. Okay. Well, there you go. And if you want a cheaper broadcaster, you go to the six ply Brooklyn. Um, but I believe Charlie just answered uh, my boy here on the part question. A fourteen by five Slingerland three ply artist is exactly what you need, and but, I think you can find those relatively easy too. I, you know, I've, to be honest with you, I've never looked. I, I think occasionally I've gone on eBay and typed in because if I saw like a Radio King snare, that would be cool. Um, I can't deny, besides the fact that I was too stupid to let two of them go, a new one and an old one. Still mad? Yeah, it's. I'll never forget that. No, uh, not the one you're talking about. Not the one not you're talking about. No, I had a Gold Sparkle 1950s, yeah, 50s Radio King that was obviously aged, and the, the that was a cracking-ass snare. And then I had when they redid them in the 90s, when Gibson, I think, bought the Slingerland name and put out a bunch of solid ply snare drums I so I had a remake so they were both solid ply but one was from the 50s and one was from the 90s and I let both of them go because I'm dumb so dumb yep so dumb 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 it happens dumb. it happens it does happen um but I would say the closest thing like modern day three ply would be would be Gretsch's broadcaster which is three ply but that's a very different sounding snare drum to begin with because that three ply those broadcasters the way they're, they're built don't get very loud. They're very mellow drums, which is why I like them a lot. Yeah. Um, you could honestly, our our Kaler, I don't know where you're located at. Um, Nelson has a bunch of Slingerlands always, like in stock, old models. Um, that'll probably be what well, I'd say where to look at. I know Wooden Weather has a good bit as well of uh, stuff they just got in as well at Slingerland. So always check those vintage drum shops. Um, for stuff that comes in all the time. Yeah, between Wood and Weather, Nelson, um, what's that that other is that other new one? Hawthorne. Yeah, Hawthorne drums. Um, Chris Hawthorne. There's so many. And then what's uh, up near Seattle? Resurrection. Uh, uh, revival. Revival. Like between all that, 
it's almost it's gotten a lot easier to find because those little niche shops have popped up and they're really only like it almost seems like they've almost gotten to the point where they're brand specific yeah. as far as who carries a lot of Ludwig seems like um, revival has uh, a lot of Gretsch stuff. A lot of the times I've seen plenty of Ludwig there. Um, so yeah, between revival Hawthorne wooden weather Nelson. And there's another one that's close to Malone in Minneapolis. Um, Twin cities drums. I th- yeah, sometimes yeah. has some cool vintage stuff that comes in through them. Um, but I think that's it for like kind of major. Uh, yeah, but I mean that's 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 plenty of good options. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're willing to have even a little patience. And then if and then worst case scenario, you got to bug the guy at a vintage drum bug with that massive. Yeah, uh, he has that huge garage or barn. I guess is what it really is. It's a barn that's just filled with nothing but vintage kits that he goes around and picks up and brings back and fixes and yep. resells. Um, so those would be the places to look uh, for anything like that. Um, see, Frank says, JT, I remember talking about wanting to add an Acrolytic collection on the last podcast. I'm in the final stages of closing a deal on an Olive Badge Acro. I'll send pics when it comes in. Nice. I know that I'm getting an Acrolyte from Mike Malone soon. Um, so I'll have one to my collection to have because you can... An Acrolyte is... Everybody needs a spun aluminum snare in their arsenal, for sure. Yeah. And... Sometimes my, since I couldn't get it to work, but you now got it to work, that uh, that aluminum Gretsch, but I think it's going to sit at that tension for a while. Yeah. The, and that acrylite could definitely move up and down. Yeah. So they'll be fine. Um, see, not a Pert fan. I have lava soap here shaking my head. Sorry. Uh, Pert's just not that guy for me. Just, uh... I mean, we've had that discussion yeah. multiple times. Nobody's going to deny his greatness, of course. Yeah, he's just not in my Because there's plenty of guys that, you know, I'll always sing the praises of Carter Beaufort, but I could totally understand if people are like, yeah, I don't like Dave Matthews. Like, okay, totally understandable. I get that. Yeah. Um, but any drummer also goes, oh, Carter Beaufort. Oh, he's, you know, same thing. Like, Neil Peart is amazing. Now, whether you get down on Rush or not, that's... That's a completely different thing. Yeah, he Neil's a good player. Um, yeah, just it just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> out of all the guys out there, I just couldn't. If I was like forced between like you can only watch like one of two people, like between like for me, like if someone's like it's either Steve Jordan or Neil Peart, I'd rather watch St- uh, Steve Jordan the rest of my life. Yeah, I could. If, do I'm, it. if I'm just if I'm left with this, like you know, those are my ultimatum. Like, I don't care. You know, you don't get listen to the music they play with other people. It's just, it's just their drumming by Jordan. For me, it's like Chad Smith. Like, yeah, he's great, and the Peppers are great, but I, I don't... Just, the way Chad plays never really... It's more about Chad being Chad. Yeah. The, waving his arms with his backwards cap and making funny faces. Yeah, it's always the faces and that... Yeah, yeah, So, and I, I just never really got into Chili Peppers that much. Of course, they're the Chili Peppers. You can't doubt any of their greatness I'm, and a, a top selling band I think isn't he one of the only drummers from Pearl to get a free kit correct he's not Pearl anymore he's DW before he was yeah he was one of like three yeah out of that whole roster that actually got given kits um, so it says something about him but he doesn't scratch doesn't scratch our itch nah and he's kind of a jerk to be honest with you yeah I've seen too many interviews where he kind of just comes off like a bro like a lot well he's from Detroit 
I thought he was a Cali kid. No, that's see, that's the thing. Uh, in that uh, in that interview documentary thing, he talks about uh, the one on Prime, I think, the drumming. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he talks about being you know in this uh, in this you know hardcore band from Detroit. I'm a Detroit guy, you know. And then I come to California and audition for the Chili Peppers, and it just kind of that's worked. right. But like. Because he was like, all these dudes are wearing like crab tops and shorts, and you know, I'm wearing a cut off and bandana and cigarettes. You know, it's a whole different. It's like, I, I was, I was the odd guy out. I, like, I could totally picture like super dude, like super laid back guys, and then just buff Chad Smith, bro, just, just like rugged Detroit. <laughs> just what's up, guys? Guys playing funk music? Yeah. Don't want the Minneapolis sound. No, we're gonna, we're gonna play. Uh, we're gonna play. Everybody in California, and just having him like bash over just, it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't anymore. Ah! <laughs> um, see, Charlie Smith. Uh, someone had modded the bearing edges before he got it, though, so he had an ability to never choke. But you really can't go wrong with the artist. The solid shells will be more pricey than free ply. I have uh, two of the solid shells, and they are great, but they are monsters in their own right. They have a very distinct sound from the other ply. Um, in Memphis, until the end of the year, we have the Memphis Drum Shop, but they're a bit pricey. Um, Memphis is really only like crucial when it comes to simple shopping. They have everything. Yeah. Um, and you're right, and and they're just so specific on what they'll. I think it's like Yamaha, Pearl, CNC. Yeah, they don't spread out across all the brands mm -hmm. for the drums. Um, and like I said, you know, I'm sure a bulk of their businesses symbols, you know, my I mean, everything, you know, they've got multiples of stuff there. That's the, the, and I, I actually, even though that trip a while back got canceled, I am going to be going and playing at that Tunica casino. So whenever that is, I forget the date that'll put me within 40 minutes of Memphis. Give me a shirt. MySymbol.com. You can get this exact symbol only at It's funny symbol. that you say that because out of all the shirts I bought in my life, everybody in the world has gotten away from the ever horrible Hanes Beefy Tea. I love those. The ones that fit me. Ugh, I like, terrible. I do, I cannot, those, those soft shirts that kids wear now and that other people do it's like oh we have these soft shirts i'm like you don't make them size fat because you wear it once and it shrinks <laughs> becomes a fucking napkin for me at that point to like wipe my face with it's useless it doesn't fit anyway that's my point is it's the worst t-shirt in the world is the ones that come from my symbol or from memphis drum shop. those are the best they're the, well i'll get you one because i bought one years ago put it on once and i was like this fits stupid this is a dumb t-shirt it's a great t-shirt you guys are all just haters don't know how to how to but I will be there. I can't remember when he booked that, but it's you know it's coming up before the end of the year. Um, so maybe I'll get to go up there and peruse some of the symbols, see what's up there at the old Memphis Drum Shop. While Dude, you got to check out that 24-inch K Constantinople because that's just a, a wildly looking mm -hmm. score. I can go back into the gong room and let some hippie put vibrations through my chakras. That'll be fun. You got to throw in some of those uh, Jordan Pill. Jordan, Jordan Peel, Jordan, Key and Peel, yes, Key and Peel. Uh, <laughs> you got to throw in one of his weird redone tracks, but it's it's California Girls though. We mentioned <laughs> it, so you have like the horror horror version, the thriller version of 
every one from the gongs and tam tams with the bows <laughs> wants to be Caliborn. What if I came back with a 82 inch gong? I'd be more surprised if you came up with morph beats than a gong. Yeah, What's that's this? never going to happen. What's this? Oh, that's yeah, never going to happen. I'd be more surprised if you came back with that. A gong, but I can see Steven going and playing uh, what uh, that place in Vicksburg. And it's like, oh, yeah, and tonight we're playing Van Halen. Like that to me makes more sense than than you coming back. I got a morph beat cowbell for what reason? Nah, that'll never For you to happen. for you to kind of play the the cowbell part for a honky tonk woman. There you go. The, but it's gonna be like king kong, king king kong, king kong. Kick on, kong no, definitely. Yeah. That's no danger of that. If anything, I'll be like, show me the weird Sabian. Show me all the custom shop stuff. Any of the when they've come with the. The symbol show. Yeah. Show me the weird stuff. Everybody's seen a freaking evolution. I don't want to see any more evolutions. I want you to show me the weird stuff. You get to check out the new Dave Weckl ride. The, uh, That's right. The Serenity ride? That flat ride? Is that what it is? It's a flat ride? Yeah. Uh, it's no. a flat ride. I mean, you don't like flat rides. But you get to play it, though. That's the thing. And I'll be over here jealous that I don't have a flat ride to even... Well, I have that one, but it doesn't count. I'm sure it'll be a nice, I mean, anything they put out is going to, and especially if Dave's going to put his name on it, it's going to be nice. Now, I'm definitely not a, I got to have a bell. Um, But yeah, uh, it'll be cool. It'll be, you know, I'll get to see all the weird stuff. Maybe even pick something out. Who knows? Um, I'm going to try to be good though, because I'm up there working. Yeah. Um, and it, but it is a pretty boring area if you're not literally playing. I don't know what we're going to be doing the rest of the time. You got to go to Silky O'Sullivan's in Memphis and get the bucket of booze and okay. with the 15 straws that you and your gross friend share. Oh, I don't know about that either. Yeah, you got to go to Silky O'Sullivan's. <laughs> or you got to go, you know what you could do if you wanted to, Dakota would have the time of his life. Got to go to Paul Paula Rayford's bar in Memphis. Uh, she has the disco bar mm-hmm. and in the middle of the floor like it's a legit like disco floor like it lights up and everything yeah big squares but she has and it's such a crazy thing because all my friends in college who are from Memphis want me to go there so bad just to go do it for them she has an acrylic I think it's a pearl crystal beat yeah, yeah. in the middle of the uh, of like the dance floor like towards like area with symbols and you can just you just walk up and whack on it like it's just free to the public wow you just show up a public drum set as a public drum set and a and a disco bar i mean could be a good or a bad thing i'm sure there's there's gonna be some bad but sounds like generally a really good and fun idea yeah and to me it's cool because it's an acrylic you just show up and it's like you know hey blame me the beat to the song man you got like checker 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 like, you know, my friends who are hammered sometimes will send me the Snapchats of them trying, like, JT, why don't you show them how to do it? But, like, no. Like, I'll come up there, Stone Cold, and be like, oh, you guys want to play some, uh, yeah. and just show them, like, yeah, what's up, guys? <gasps> throw the sticks down, throw the symbol across the room. Everybody stares blankly at you, like, what are you yeah. doing, you I'm psychopath? I'm here to have fun. I'm here to... <laughs> I'm here to, have I'm here to chop. <laughs> exactly. I'm not here to... Gospel chops! <laughs> here to chop out Rayford's man. Here to chop... Paula's place just got chopped out. 
That's <laughs> the new miniseries. You're like, Nissan Stewart or Tony Roster, go! And they're like, we don't know exactly. what you're talking about, bro. We really don't. <laughs> Gospel Chops! That could that could be a fun series. You just got chops. You just go to random music stores. Oh, is this a... Can you play... Yeah. Do you guys happen to have any... Uh, Vic Firth, five A's. Oh, okay, cool. You just got chopped. <laughs> and then that's it in your <laughs> You just got chopped. Oh, I mean, if only... If only the music community was open to such <laughs> funny things, we could do videos like this, but uh, the test case being Adventure Drums, nobody pays enough attention to no. when, when the comedy comes out. People so. are too uptight, don't want to... They're like, well, you're misusing that. You, you said it was a, you said it was an olive and blue badge, and that clearly it's a keystone. You're like, you're missing the point altogether. Don't you get it? You got chopped. Like, no, actually... Um, that's uh, that's that's Wahlberg and Ogier, not <laughs> yeah. Augie. Yeah. As we've been saying it for the past like three, we're from Mississippi. You gotta give us some leniency, guys. Everything is <laughs> we're all yeah. dumb. We're not we're not the brightest bulb in the batch. Um, Clash drums in Minneapolis. We got Arcus's. Thanks, Charlie. Great info. Uh, true, they mostly have Pearl, and because Nashville's only three hours up the road, their symbol selection is quite good, though. My cousin played that kid and was asked to stop by a random girl. Hilarious. He never <laughs> learned. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> See, Kayla knows what's up about, about Rayford. He knows what's up. Um, can you please stop hitting uh, that? How about no, Scotty? Where were we? We were somewhere, and they had done that. Oh, when we played at Glorybound the other night, uh, there must have been a ball, maybe a Mardi Gras ball or something. Maybe it was the start of Oktoberfest, but a bunch of the people from that party had those shitty little tambourines and they were just all offbeat running around the bar while we're playing and I'm just hearing twos and fours over here, ones and threes over here, people making up their own time signatures Jeez over here. Us, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Like <laughs> hey, homie in the I back. didn't know there was a seventh note, but you yeah. just created one. Homie in the back subdividing for me. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm looking for. Play the E's and the U's, so we're all covered. David Bygum, Adventure Drums is funny, and I hope y'all are having a good day. Adventure Drums is genius. That is some of the, oh, my God. Adventure Drums, if you've never checked it out, please, when we're done with the show tonight, go on YouTube, type in Adventure Drums, and you'll get some... There's some good stuff on there. He's great. I love his product reviews. His beard. Beard. Um, Gundam Style. Um, Justin Bieber. The ten, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles drum set. One of the one of my favorite things... I, I watch this video um, around Christmas time every day, and I've been watching it every year this way. It's like, as soon as... As soon as the Christmas music starts, I go and I put on his version of playing uh, "All I Want for Christmas Is You," mm -hmm. and it's and it's so good and it's so silly that he is such a joking person and he's just like doing all these lavish movements of like tr being just being funny, but he plays really he's a well. Great he player. Play, he has it locked in. Really good player. Like that's that's the best part about. It. He's a really good player, but he's funny as hell. And not afraid to make the drum cover more about whatever facial movements he did as yeah. opposed to the lick. Where you're like, no, but the lick was awesome. Yeah, and, and the thing that drives me nuts in the All I Want for Christmas is You video is that before the tambourine, not the temp, before the sleigh bells comes in, he counts the sleigh bells in himself. Mm -hmm. And I've been trying, and I always screw it up. 
Because it's just a simple. It's like it's free time. And yeah, yeah. He just has the. He just knows right when it comes in. And then and it kicks in. He does. He counts the whole tune in with the sleigh bells, and he has okay technique. Not gonna lie. Let's yeah, see. but he's still he's a, he's a solid player, and he's got some good licks. Yeah. It's, yeah, he's loose with the technique. But the, but it's just for the sleigh bells, though, because like most people who play sleigh bells are going to hold it by the bell side up and like shake it. Yeah, yeah. But he actually takes it, turns it upside down, and he plays. You play the butt in. Yeah, yeah. You have the dun, 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 I mean, he's got these this dumb face. He's wearing the big beard. He's great. It's the it's the best. And he also and there's had, not enough of that. There's not. And the, I think the coolest kit he owns, besides the Ninja Turtle one, I guess number two then, is that cool barbershop spiral. Uh, I want to say it's an SJC or it could be another Truth kit that he has, but it's acrylic. Yeah. Oh, from, yeah. Okay. That's from his old videos, but it's that blue, yellow, and red like barbicide. Um, kid and that was i thought was that was like one of my big things like i want a acrylic kit like his that's dope it's got spiral <laughs> yeah and then i talked to hugh and he's like you don't want to nah yeah you don't to be honest with you you don't want a vintage acrylic kit anyway mm -hmm. you want something modern seamless yeah you don't want one of those that's got multiple colors because then those it seams, ain't seamless those seams fall you apart. want seam less um, I remember somebody coming over to my house and picking up the shells of a Ludwig Vista light from the seventies, the sixties, dropped it on the, dropped it on the ground, split it right at the seam. He's like, Oh man, let me pay for that. I'm like, there's nothing to be bought to go find a 13 inch sixties Ludwig red Vista light, just oh, the shell though. The red blue and clear. I could understand, but red, red. No, you can't. You can't. You can barely even find red Vista to begin with. If you do, it's like, oh. I got rid of that quick. It's like, yeah, I can't have this. Something will happen. Something will break, and then I'd be like, nah. Mm -hmm. So I sold it as a twenty-two, twelve, sixteen. It was twelve. <sighs> it was twelve, thirteen, sixteen. And so I, I got rid of it at twelve. Almost two. had the Hollywood set up. Well, you had the Hollywood set up. You had the twelve, thirteen, sixteen, but it was it was cool. It rattled like a son of a bitch. That's for sure. You almost had to just take those mufflers off. It was really bad. I remember that. It's like, oh, no. Started unscrewing stuff. Get this shit off here. Gotta do what I did. Gotta pull out the, the fine thread and wrap everything with those mufflers so nothing rattles. Yep. That was a pain in the, the butt to do that for... It's That was too poor. That was six mufflers. Because it's too fruits drum for that Gretsch kid. Yep. And it's just like, I'm holding one piece and then feeding it through. And then I have to like wet the sides. So I can stick it through like a weird hole and keep doing that over and over again. And I didn't have a knife, so what did I use? Fingernail clippers to like get down to the bottom and like, yeah. And like to get that thread and it's like, you know, burn it. Nope. It's just going to be stuck that, that way forever. <laughs> so like each drum is like different stages of me getting frustrated and giving up. Yeah, the so, first one's great. Yeah. The second one's good. The third one's okay. The fourth one's not looking good. The fifth one's not looking good. Yeah. The sixth one's like you didn't. You and didn't. it's different colors for each one too, so you can see what's like. Okay, so this is this is the the red era. <laughs> this one's fine ish. <laughs> then we get into the orange that looks bad, and then the green is like he's given all hope, and then the gray is like he's just. I think he's just losing his mind because nothing makes sense. It's just wrapped <laughs> over and over and over again. 
where the, it doesn't even move. It's just it's the muffler is now stuck in place from how much thread there is. But nothing, <laughs> yeah. nothing rattles. You could have just taken it out, but no, you wanted to keep it in there because for the looks. They always rattle. Yeah. Uh, the Ludwig right here. All those baseball mufflers gone. Uh uh-uh. uh. You gotta upgrade the cannabis uh, mufflers, man. Those, eh. those don't rattle. It's, no. got, it's got the red felt on it. It's fine. Would you gotta get some of them them kick bones from uh from A and F? No. Oh God, no. What are they? Nine hundred dollars a piece. Uh, thirteen thousand dollars a piece. I think it's a hundred and fifty. Or no, Which I guess is probably not. Uh, no, I think it's more not because it's nickel plated. Of and course. you get and you get extra bits now. Uh, of course, you get it. You like overpaying for stuff? Come on down to A and F. We've got plenty of stuff for you to buy. I will totally buy their hi hat stand and their 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 stands. Those look sturdy. All their stuff is cool. I'm and, not. Yeah. I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying that it's wildly unaffordable. Wildly unaffordable. Like Dan Mayo got a new kit. I'm like, how did you? How much does it cost? And his kit matches. That's the thing. So it costs even more. Yeah. Not like him buying random drums that you know go together uh, or sound good together. No, this is this kit matches. It's in white with gold hardware. I can only imagine. Here's three grand for the rack tom. Here's four grand for that four tom, and that's at least five grand for the kick drum, because it's all like metal so it's not gonna be cheap it's not like he's getting i'm sure it was a lot yeah like a lot but he's also like been one of their big boys too yeah yeah he's a great player playing great sounding drums i mean i like said nothing negative to say about it just that it's unattainable for just about everybody think who's in who's like who's all the big guys that play anf him matt chamberlain okay yeah uh Atsuki, the Asian. Oh yeah, that's right. The Japanese guy. Um, Carl Brauf. Don't know who that is. He's a weird dude. Uh, Apparently, from the session work he does, uh, pays a good bit because he's a goofy looking guy with all the cool. Well, I mean, and that makes sense if he's a straight up session guy. He probably does make really good money. Yeah, like he's like his one. His house is dope. Yeah, like his little studio. He has like one of those cool like cowhide carpets. Okay, his kits on. Um, he wa- he's. They explain to you. He wears the dumb hats. The dumb hats. Yeah, like, look at me. I wear, like those like Agoran Brothers like fancy. I don't know like, if I've ever seen that. Like those dumb hats. I call them dumb hats. That's what. I like, know, yeah, I know. What like you mean. what girls wear. I was like, I'm yeah, adventurous. Yeah. I wear yeah, jean. Yeah. I wear a jean jacket on the weekends. I think I've seen Orlando Drummer do that once or twice. Where it's like, take it. Take, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take yeah, it he off. Wears, yeah. You're not Indiana Jones. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah, they wear those hats. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be cool just to like see how I look at one of those hats, just to see. But <laughs> I'm not that guy. You, I think, I might normal, guy. average looking people like us. Do you put any of those style of hats on? It's like, oh, you look like a cowboy. He looks like a swarthy European artist slash traveler. You look like Pistol Pete running down the open range. <laughs> I think that's how that's going to play out. Especially with what, the, what, I, with what I have now. I'm like, what's your name? Well, my name is Stevenson, and uh, uh, I own the ranch down here at the road. Uh, uh, 
it's just all sheep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you got to declare something. I do declare. Yep. That uh, <laughs> this weather is great down here in southern Mississippi. Tell you what. You know, I got a, I got a whole bag, uh, keg and barrel uh, restaurant and jug of sweet tea right here. There you go. It's all, it's all covered right there. I'll tell you what, I would I would look ridiculous in one of those flat cap. I look all right uh, for Halloween. The band is going as each other for <laughs> so uh, if I get this right, Dakota, our male bass player is going to go as Matt. Okay. Our male guitar player. Right, right, right. I am supposed to be Mike, our male keyboard player. Okay. That means uh, Matt would be Dakota. Okay. Matt would be Dakota, so the male guitar player would be the male bass player. Okay. Amber's going to be me. She already told me her costume. It's absolutely perfect. Um, let me find the... I wonder if I can find the text so I can get this. Uh, uh, for reference, Amber's a small... Full, a petite f- maybe five foot. Highly yeah. doubtful if she's even five foot tall. Um, okay. My Steven costume is going to be lit. And th- this is all... Like very accurate skinny jeans. Yep. Seventies looking glasses. Yep. Denim jacket. Yep. Drum tea and a vape. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her she can't forget the scarf that she wear when it's cold. I'll give her. Yeah, there you go. When it, the, if you're being Winter Stephen. Yeah, Winter Stephen has a scarf. Which, depending upon, it is Mississippi. It could be cool at Halloween. It could be blistering hot at Halloween. It's just kind of a toss up at this point. We'll and it's have to a, see. And it's a Sunday this year too. Is it? Yeah. Well, then we're not. We're obviously playing on. Uh, I, I would say that's the. Uh, that's Saturday. Yeah. Then. Let's see. Where is it? The Reef. Yeah. So the thirtieth, we're at the Reef, um, and I think we're at a place in Mobile the night before, and they'll probably want to do it then too. So does that mean that Mike is going as Amber? I guess so. And I didn't mean, think about that. So then I wonder what Mike's going to wear then. I hope Mike wears a dress. If he doesn't, he I've, well, let's see. They say in the chat what everybody is. Okay. I think. But no. So to those out there, Amber is a five foot, three foot, five, uh, tiny. So woman. it would be Amber. As me, Dakota as Amber. Oh, Dakota. Matt as Mike, and Mike as Matt. So Dakota's going as Amber. Yeah. Which is even better. So our own Doc Momo is going as Amber. If Dakota doesn't wear a dress, and he's got to wear, like, because she wears cool clothes to begin with, he's got to wear, like. He's got to get some Doc Martin boots. Yeah, he's got to wear. In a cool jean skirt. Yes. And, like, some referenced T-shirt and or. Beatles. Yeah. Attire or slightly uh, literary looking blouse, if that's Ooh. even a thing. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's very, it's like pastel and very simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simple print. Kind of like what, uh, anything that, uh, what's his face would, uh, I keep saying what, uh, uh like Josh Breslow would like put on a drum. Yeah, yeah, But it's what, uh, yeah. What uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Dakota would have to wear as a, as a shirt. And it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. So we'll we'll give you the breakdown as we get closer to uh, uh, 
closer to Halloween and see how this all shakes It'll out. There'll be a bearded breakdown you don't want to miss. That's right. I still get comments on bearded breakdowns. But you didn't show the product. It was like, yeah, it was back when I was dumb enough to think y'all wanted information and wanted to be notified when something came out, not have to review it and then explain why. Yeah. Bunch of jabronis. I'm done at this point. Like, whatever. You can just comment and screw off so anyway um that is a great place to end it now yeah. that we're just kind of jabbering on thank yeah. you everybody for hanging out with us as usual we do appreciate it um obviously <clears throat> thank you to all the legacy members who hang out with us every week we do appreciate it we appreciate you sending in your stuff to be shown on the show and we appreciate all of the activity in the chat you are basically the other half of the show and without you we could not come here every week and hang out with you um and also please do remember if you want to hear the audio version of the podcast you can do that on all the major podcast platforms obviously just about every thursday night we are here live with you at 6 p.m but you can also find us on apple Podcasts, spotify and even the seldom used google podcast so mainly obviously that means apple and spotify so you can check that out please feel free to do so um other than that i think barring some other stupid situation that seems to pop up every week we should correct be good for next week uh so far i'm off next thursday awesome so without any thing happening again you should see us regular time next week and remember if you want to send in anything to the show to be shown here on the show send it to beardedrums at gmail.com or you can hit Jarrett and myself on Instagram at J underscore rat and at S Nelson underscore junior. Again, thank you for everybody hanging out with this week. We do hope that y'all have a great week. If you got gigs coming up, hope your gigs go well. Jared, what you got to take us out on with this week? Uh, nothing besides remember to get your dogs and cats spayed and neutered. That's right. And there's usually a deal. Hit me up. I'll hook you, I'll hook you up with Rachel, and she'll get you. Uh, she'll get you fixed up. Get it? All right, guys. Jared, take us out of here for the week. All right. We'll see you on the next one. Later, guys.